0: Warning: The following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of AJ Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. collect my thoughts before I begin this I have to I gotta out a little bit a little we we here in the early a.m. Uh-huh. of of Labor Day oh uh, yeah I've just found that out like right before I sat down yeah th- th- that that was a thing right here in the early morning a.m. for Labor Day here and uh the question mark has been solved brother Dave is back in the seat the Steve yeah. Dave is here again yeah. Uh we'll and get finally. Yes, he is here. He is here. And I have to collect myself because I'm juiced this morning. I'm oh. hi- I'm hyped up. Okay. I could you know the old sports expression I'm ready to run through a brick wall for my coach. Oh shit. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm ready to run through a brick wall a brick wall if I could say the words. That's how bad I want to run through it. I can't say it. Uh Damn, dude. for for my coach here, for my spirit animal. Uh before before I go off on the deep end here, pi- pi- Sam, watch is over, folks. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned it last week when I did the episode that a, a big reason that y- you weren't on it is because the wait is over. The special wait. delivery wait. has it's been over. received. Oh, it's here. Yeah, it's it's here, and I'm assuming in the other room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, yeah it. How's it feel, brother? You're in. This is it. Okay. For the rest of your life, you're in parenthood now. That's it. Done. Uh, I'm tired. I'm just. Tell- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, a, a, it's a, a. It's a. It's a. It's a loss yeah. of innocence, is what it is. It's. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not bad. It's just. It's just a lot. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> For more ways than just one, it's man. It's just fucking hard. Yeah. I tell you what, I got a lot of respect for a lot of people. My <laughs> heart breaks for a lot of people. I just said you this shit should be so bad and you sit there and you're just like, Wow, dude, how do people do this solo, bro? Nah, yeah. Fucking good. yeah. I don't yeah. know. Fuck it. But nah, it's good, man. Everything's good, everything I mean Healthy, everybody's okay, everything's good. And that's and that's exactly what I mean, yeah? Like everything went well. I okay. just said what i am what I mean when I say everything went well yeah yeah see, so. everything went all right. now you just gotta get through the uh neophyte year of whatever yeah, the I don't baby want to touch stuff it there it's one of those like enjoy like, it type i deals? I'm, glad, I'm glad I was able to have the time that I have because it was it was brutal, but it was one of those things like man I couldn't imagine missing like half the stuff that we saw. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So was, it was pretty cool. That was good. Yep. Yep. It's still yep. good. It's still going right now. As soon as we're done here, I'm gonna go grab my baby. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Enjoy because soon they start turning into motor-mouthed wise asses like the one next door to me, who is complaining that the orange juice I just ordered for their breakfast came in a bottle and not your usual fountain cup. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So. Uh, Enjoy your time, because I'm about to throw mine out of a fucking window in a second. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was going to be our lead-in today. A little something on the Sam Watch thing. Sam's here. Samira Madeline, I believe it yes. is. Yes. Yes, so Sa- Sammy Maddie is in the house, yep. and she's in the other room. She's chilling. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, when she's old enough, I'll reprise the show, and then we can have her on the show. Uh, <laughs> but believe it or not, Holy shit, did we have a lot of wrestling to talk about today. Oh, my God. You need some wrestling to talk about today. Oh, my God. Not too bad. I feel it in my bones because I, I went into this weekend with my head dipped low. I was low. I was sunken. Because every time we get a big weekend like this, I just walk away feeling like a fool. Like I was bamboozled. I was cheapened out. Because every time I get hyped, I go, "Oh, but something's gonna come along that's gonna discourage me heavily." And this weekend, I have to say, I came out of this way more positive than I thought. Really? This, this isn't yeah, yeah. Me personally, you you're gonna have your take, I'm sure. But for me, I walked away with some positivity. I I started off on a high. I really, I'm gonna be honest with you. I really liked Saturday, and then. I kind of liked Sunday afternoon because I did watch Worlds Collide. And then I liked Sunday evening a little less than the other ones. But overall, I walked away feeling pretty good. And then this morning, (laughs) because I didn't, I don't watch the post-media scrum. I don't, WWE also did a post-conference or whatever. Didn't watch any of that. Although two big pieces of information came out of those post shows, and we'll talk about it here on the show, uh, WWE's information, not as fucking mind-blowing, but uh, AEW's post scrum, woo daddy, uh, <laughs> we, we've we got some issues, we has got some happenings happening in that locker room right now in AEW, and uh, not... Privately, which I think is the biggest issue of all this, I I should not know the things that I know, but it is what I it is. I think it just answered some questions. Yeah. Well, That's see, I, I not only did I, I, I think not even for, questions. I'm not, no. Let me rephrase that. Not questions. It just confirmed everything that people were just thinking or saying. So. Yeah. Well, will we'll, I don't even fucking. Should I? Should we begin with the good I mean, or begin can, with the bad? Why not? Uh Jesus mind. first and foremost let's go ahead and just I don't know where to begin because I don't want to start off with the really really good and then just tail off into whatever the I fuck switch but up. Let's go So into the pay-per-view then. Uh, which one? Which one are you talking about? The oh, AEW oh, pay-per-view? What? No. Oh, the I'm WWE one, Clash at the Castle? Right. Yeah, okay. So let's start with Clash at the Castle because I'm going to be honest with you. I like this show a lot. A lot more than I thought I was going to like it. I actually didn't go into this thinking that I would like it at all. As a matter of fact, I was only going to go as far as watching at least the main event. He said that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to watch at least the main event, blah, 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 blah. And I forgot that there was a time delay. So when I went looking to see what time it was going to start, some bitch was already on. And I was like, well, let me pop it on and see where it's at. And it was already in the main event. So I was like, okay, well that's not good. I don't want to watch it from here. I'll wait till it's over and then I'll watch the replay. Which is, uh, I was just gonna watch the main event, and then my wife was like, well no, come on, let's let's make a night of this, right? Let's watch the whole fucking thing. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let's do that. So I didn't watch the pre-show match because mm. I'm better than that. And <laughs> yeah, no, I I I just I forgot all about it. I I the pay-per-view started and it started with. The six-woman tag team match, which I was pleasantly surprised to find out that uh, Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka would be on one team, and then the other team had a name. See, I, I haven't been watching the Raws and SmackDowns all that consistently at all, really, to be honest with you. I didn't know they had a name. So, Bayley, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky are now damage control. I don't know what that ties into. Maybe Nothing. we'll see that fleshed out over time. Nothing. I don't I don't know. That that <laughs> intro was hot fire for the level. That that intro just showed the level of chemistry that those people do not have for each other. Like it just yeah. it, it looked like it looked like a creation like like a like a video game creation where you yeah. put these stars together and you put this music but they all have they're all programmed to do different intros like they don't they don't like mesh with each other at all they're completely isolated that's what it felt like that that song was crazy the intro was nice the titron was like all of it looked really good they just all look like they didn't belong together at all. Yeah. They it just look super weird. They have, like, inner circle vibes to me. It's just individuals that happen to be standing side by side. I love the attempt, though. So they gave them a name. No, I mean, it would the intro. be good. It just yeah. looked really awful. Awesome. They, uh, they had similar ring gear. You know, they were trying to look like a team. But... Uh, there's no chemistry there between those three. No, and maybe maybe it'll develop over time, but time, those three yeah, don't fit. It, I'm not saying this is a bad yeah. thing. I'm just saying in general, like, yeah, those, you those can three. see it. It's so obvious how much chemistry is not there. Yeah. they It felt that they don't have chemistry yet. Will they ever get it? We'll see. But as of right now, no. And I love the fact that the commentators were trying to cover up for that by saying that this is technically the first time they've all competed in the same ring together, so... That, that was like, hey, give him a little leeway type situation. So the biggest takeaway from this first match, and it wasn't the greatest match in the world, but it wasn't terrible either, the time. Right? So I'm looking at, they had been wrestling for a minute before me and my wife realized, how how long have they been out here? And at the time, I was like, I haven't really been paying attention. When the match was over, I, I checked 18 minutes. And I was like, "Yeah, it did seem a while." And they were telling a story, and they were hot. There was there was hot tags and cutoffs and all kinds of stuff. I said, "Did they give these women time to have a wrestling match?" That felt weird to me. I was like, "They what, gave because six, of a type of match, or just not six woman tag." I mean, the more usually in WWE tradition, the more women, the less time they have for some stupid reason. So I just figured six woman Tagged. I knew the heels were going to go over because they're trying to establish this group. But I was like, they've they been out here for a minute, and they're all hitting move, move, move. It was it had a nice pace. Everybody was doing their shit. I was like, what's up? And I didn't put it together till the next match. And the next match was the singles match for the Intercontinental Championship: Gunther and Sheamus. Gunther reuniting Imperium, or at least another member of it, they put Giovanni back with Gunther. And Sheamus with his brawling brutes, with Butch, one of my favorite characters in, in pro wrestling today. When Gunther and Sheamus came out, I again, I haven't been watching Raw and SmackDown, but I thought to myself, man, on paper, this could be really good. But let's see what the WWE version of this is. And I have to absolutely tell you, this is one of my favorite matches of the entire fucking weekend. Yeah. This this was was the match. This was was the match where I was like, I finally put it together. Oh, so we doing a takeover tonight. That's when I put it together because then I started thinking in my head, SummerSlam wasn't Triple H's show. That was a blow off of all the Vince's shit. This was technically Triple H's first pay-per-view, this one. And this felt, Like a takeover. Like an old school NXT takeover. The girls... There were only six matches on this fucking card. That's a fucking takeover, bro. They took their time. It wasn't shorter than normal, was it? No, three hours. Three hours, but they had six matches and they took their time. Everyone got a decent entrance. They made the match feel big. Like, for instance, when Gunther and Sheamus are going face-to-face and all of the side characters are fighting each other through the ring, through the ropes on the floor, and the two big guys haven't moved yet. And then, all the little guys, they're fighting, they're fighting, and they fight their way up the ramp, and they're out of the way, and as soon as the bell rings, they just start clobbering each other. Yeah, that match, if I have to... I think this match is match of the night. These guys just went to town on each other, man. That was a fucking fight. Yeah. this It, shit. it was reminiscent because my, my buddy brought it up when the match ended. He was like, dude, that match was great because he had saw it already. But I put it on, so he was kind of watching it with me. And when it ended, he was like, dude, that fight, was that was ridiculous. He's like, those guys went absolutely shit," And it reminded him. I wouldn't say it's on the same scale. But it reminded him of that huge fight that you had me watch on the European, was it the European uh, NXT or something like that? NXT UK, yeah. yeah that With Walter fight? and uh, Dragunov. Yeah. He was like, dude, it reminded me of that a little bit. Like as close to that as you're going to get the WWE, like that's what that was. It, it was it was really good and impressive. Very impressive. It's a very good showing on Sheamus too.
1: And Very I think that's show. the biggest
0: takeaway, because I I had people who were on my social media who, who never saw Sheamus before the WWE. And I don't think people had it in their heads that this was something he could do, that he could wrestle like this, that he could be, you know, a big Irish brute. He always says that he was a big Irish fighter and it was the Celtic warrior and all this other stuff. But he always had WWE matches. This was the first time he had to dig in and fight. For real. And he looked fucked. His body was wrecked by the end of this. And that standing ovation at the end. When people were just like, golly boy, thank you for that. Jesus Christ. I was all, that was match two and I was burnt. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that was fucking phenomenal. And that takes us to the next match. Well, hold on. We okay. kind of Skimmed over one of the main points that I wanted to make about this whole thing when I watched. It. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, the first match, dude. Why? Why do they hate? Like, it's it's almost as if they don't want me to watch this program. <laughs> did you not? Are you not noticed? Did you not notice the same thing I noticed? Which from the first from the six women tag first match? Who yeah. won? Oh, uh, the. Uh, damage control one. Bailey pin right. Bianca. Thank you. Why? To set up Bailey and Bianca. Why? No, that dude. Why do they disrespect this? And you know what? <clears throat> I know. I'm. I'm. About, I'm about to jump on the racist train. You ready? to you Come okay. on with me. Okay. Wait, hold on. Let me. Let me tell you what's on this train before you get. On. <laughs> yeah, lay it out <laughs> for me. Like, okay, dude. Why is it? It is very reminiscent to. Um, lashley's run too remember i told you i kind of saw like notice like why are these random weird people straight pinning the champion like mm-hmm. and, and that was like a majority of lashley's run and then i watched this and i'm like you have two other people in the ring and the the person that gets pinned is the champion yeah Come on, you're you're the wrestling guy. Yes. Make that make sense to me. Why okay. are they not protecting her? Okay. Correct me. Yes. But when did they ever use the champion to rub someone else? But, obviously, these are... These are champions and or people they want on the top. So I can yeah. see why they would do that. But it just to me, it just doesn't make sense to use your champion or rub someone who doesn't need the rub. Okay. So as let's address the historical part. Has this ever been done before? Yes, it has. Uh, it is, it, it's been used a bunch of times. Actually, this scenario where there's multiple people is usually traditionally the best way to utilize this. So what happens in a traditional sense, the reason why people have done this in the past, and, th- and when I explain this, you'll know why it didn't work here and it won't work for them in the near future, is nine times out of ten, any time that a champion is pinned, it's big news, whether it be for the title or not, because a champion, whether the type championship is on the line or not, usually starts running through people, Okay. The protection that you're referring to is a champion, first of all, shouldn't be wrestling all the time in the first place so that it means something. Secondly, a champion, whenever he is competing, nine times out of ten, will win the match. But it's it de- it's determined by how good the champion is, how those matches come out. right? So there's a difference between, oh, he's going to win every match, or a champion who can have the kind of match where at least it's in doubt. Right? That's one of the criticisms that Cena had. We always knew he was going to win. He had the same matches every time. It's the same formula. We kind of all see it coming. Flair had a way of wrestling matches to where he would come within an inch of losing that fucking thing and then pull it out somehow. So it's different. That's why he was able to be champion for a long period of time because he kept it interesting. The purpose of defeating a champion is to set up the guy who the champion. So, if the champion barely ever loses, he barely ever gets a scratch on him, and all of a sudden, here comes a guy rolls him up, one, two, three, okay, this guy could be serious. Okay, you beat me in a multi-man match, but if I put the title on the line one-on-one, there's no way you're going to beat me. (laughs) Let's find out. Right? That's how that would set up. That's the traditional way of doing it. The reason why it doesn't work now is because, for whatever reason, over the course of the last, I don't know, decade maybe if you think about it not only have champions never been protected in the sense that they just don't lose matches because they 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 lose on a constant basis not only that but you don't even need to be the champion it, for some reason there's a losing record with people who are even in their home fucking town so if you're the champion let's say you're the United States champion a la a Bobby Lashley right if You're the champion, and whether it be six-man tags, tag team matches, non-title matches, whatever the case may be, if every chance and every opportunity this company gets, they beat you, every chance they get, you take a loss, you take a loss, people are conditioned to see you lose, so that when you lose in this situation, which makes sense, this person is going to beat you and then will chase you for the title, it means nothing because you just had, Bianca just got beat like the other day. So it means nothing. That's why when you see it, if you don't know the history, if you don't know the tradition of things, and you just see a champion sitting there, a champion, just get beat by some random who just came back. Because remember, bailey has been gone for almost a year she comes out of the woodwork and people for, she's been gone for so long people forget the last time Bailey was on TV she was feuding with Bianca so it's a continuation and it's a setup so that Bailey can get back to where she was before she was hurt but there's no prior setup to that the problem is is that they keep doing that off the back of Bianca yeah that's the part that I've well the only reason why it keeps being is. Bianca is because Bianca's the one on top if it was babyface Becky, they'd be doing it. They would not. That's my point. They would not do that. I think they would. That's my point. I don't think they would. I don't think they would. And I don't. Like, what? What? Listen. At the end of the day, they don't protect these. They don't protect either one of those champions. Vince didn't in the past. They've done it in the past. Vince didn't. After, I'm waiting to see what Triple H does. Uh, I, I mean, this is his thing. Right, but I don't fault him for a this particular instance. I can't fault him for it cuz this is the way it's supposed to be done. It's just ineffective because of the way it was done before. I mean, I'll will give you that. That's fine. But I'm sorry if I'm in the room, okay? And this is and I probably should this is the worst. Anyone out there, please don't do this. This is the worst way to ever look at something. But if I'm standing in the room with my brain, right? And I don't I don't know half the stuff you guys know but if I'm sitting in the room and someone goes hey all right we're gonna have we're gonna get we're gonna have a match here and we're gonna finish it out with Bailey pitting uh, Bianca so that we can get the rub on Bailey and get the feud going again I would say um excuse me well I don't just fully disagree with that but the only issue is considering what we just did to her with uh, with what's her fucking face? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on her name. What is her name? Uh, uh you mean, what Bianca's last loss? When's yeah, the like, last time Bianca lost? She just man, beat Becky. Man. She beat Jesus Becky Christ. at SummerSlam. She won. Yes, that's what the name I'm drawing a blank on. Yeah, but my brain is like not Bianca hasn't lost in a while. while. When's the last time she that's lost? That's not my point. That's not my point. My okay. point is considering we ran this type of deal with uh with the other run that she did, and she lost at at what was it SummerSlam? Just randomly, just like two seconds. Maybe we shouldn't do this angle. You know, maybe we should do a different angle so that it doesn't look like we're literally doing the same thing to the same person. It's just not going to work. It doesn't make sense. It's like you're starting the, a, a feud with a new person the same way every single time. You're, you're going to, re- people are going to start to realize what they're doing and it's not going to hit the way it's supposed to. Fair point. But I will give you this, the WWE has always operated, and I'm going to include Triple H in this unfortunately because he's made this mistake before in the past too, they don't operate with the idea that you remember what happened last SummerSlam to to them. It was something your, that they did. That, that was it. Do you think? Do you think people kind of pretty much forgot about that? Am I the only one I on think, think it? the reason. W- I, see, here's here's the here's the evidence that I will present to you that they don't give a fuck what happened to SummerSlam before is because at the SummerSlam where they ran it back, they barely touched on. It. They didn't even show you what happened. The commentators it be, brought it, it, it up, but that to. was it. Yeah, because they don't. Because they have to admit by now that that was a misfire and a half. For Bianca For Becky it was amazing She had a heel run that helped the company But for Bianca they had to rehabilitate her Coming off of a Wrestlemania main event Having Becky win a match against Bianca Wasn't a bad idea The way they executed that was a terrible fumble And they have to They have to be in the position To admit that now And I think they did admit it by not bringing it up Yet they do it Again and yet, they, well, the hope is, look at what they did this time. It was a six-woman tag, 18 minutes. Bianca had a hell of a showing. She just happened to get triple teamed and beat. Remember, Bailey didn't beat her straight up. She took move, 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 then pinned. Up until that point, she had been a dominant force in the match I'm referring to. Yep. Long so long I, long. I, I, I'm assuming that their excuse for this is, well, we're going to do it better this time. Whoever right. was in charge the last time, that was stupid. I don't know what that was, but we're gonna do it right this time around. Yeah. I'm here Especially now. since Triple H is a big Bianca fan. Big on Bianca. And how could you not be? She's amazing. She's a freak. I'm watching that match and I'm saying out loud, God damn, she's a goddamn freak. Yeah. I'm sitting in front of my wife looking at her like, This is a woman right here, son. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Step your shit up. Look at this shit. This is the pinnacle of women. Yeah, can you back into the rope and do a moose hold over three women at once? I don't think you can do it because you're garbage. That's why this is Bianca. <laughs> this is Bianca we're talking about. I said it straight up. If Bianca Belair and Montez Ford have a kid, that's going to be the most athletic motherfucker who's ever lived. Ever. I can't you know, even I, imagine it. I remember I remember a long time ago, and Madden, they tried to do that. They tried to implement that where it's like you could do... Uh, they were getting really... Like you can, they were starting to do the I forget what Madden was. They started to do the create a character and do a a, like a playthrough with that character, so you can kind of like make it to the playoffs on a team and you only really played your position and stuff like that. That's when that started happening. They did it a lot better in basketball, but Madden Madden started to do it as well. And one of the gimmicks to it was uh, to get your baseline stats before you started to like grow them uh, in your position. You actually got to randomize your your parents, like what they did. Like your dad was a track star, your mom was a gymnast. Are you like, serious? Like they that. did that yeah. in the game? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in one. It was in one Madden. You can randomize it, and uh, you know, try to pick what you they didn't tell you what it gave you. It just told you what the parents did, oh and then uh, we were like, "All right, well that that sounds like speed, right? Both my dads were track stars. <laughs> I would like to imagine that, like, I would." It would generate a high level of speed for me, for like oh. a wide receiver, or like your your mom was a gold medalist in the long jump, or some shit like that. Are you, you know fucking what I mean? kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I only ever <laughs> saw them do it for one match, and it was. Like I would have made big, my dad a shoemaker and my mom a registered nurse. But it was just random. What so what it was <laughs> like your parents was this, your parents was that, and uh, yeah, it just reminded me when you said that. It reminded me of that. That it'd be like no. if you got those two on that roll, dude. I'd be, my stats would all be max. Oh my word! I, my 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 creative character would have high character. He's like, oh, my dad was a professor of law, and, and my mother was a receptionist at a dentist's office or something. Yeah, you had low roles and stuff like that, where like the mom wasn't an athlete, but she was like <laughs> yeah. an educator or something yeah. like that too. So she it, was it a made it so, supporter like, of mine. You had awareness <laughs> or stuff <laughs> like that. That was pretty cool. They dropped the concept pretty quick, but it was a pretty cool concept. Oh my god. Anyway, third match. Yes, third match. So this is for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and I have to applaud, I, I have to it. clap, no. because no. no, not to who you think. Oh, okay. That's Shayna that. Baszler has been referred to on NXT as the submission magician. That was with uh. What's that guy's name again? I forgot. I blocked him out of my fucking memory banks. Who was the fucking commentator for NXT again? That fucking guy with the ridiculous fucking... I hated that fucking commentary. Anyway, who gives a shit with his fucking name? I forgot. And uh, that's what he was giving everybody, like, weird nicknames. And he was doing hip-hop references and shit. He referred to her as the submission magician. Of all the goofy, shitty shit that he said, I actually liked that one. That was dope. That was different for a submission wrestler. And let me tell you, she took that nickname to heart because she was trying to be a magician. She was trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat. She was trying to pull a good match out of her ass with this. What? I can't even. I can't call her. If I, if I had a gun in my head, I wouldn't be able to call her a wrestler. I don't know how to describe Liv Morgan. I don't know how we got here. I don't know how... My wife asked me midway through the match, who is she fucking that she is in this fucking position? I don't know. She I have is... no fucking clue. She is, and I was talking to my buddy, because I, I know he likes her because he thinks she's hot. Yeah. I know that's what it is. She Which thinks, is another conversation to have, because hot, I don't see no, it. No, I don't. I I, and so, so, hear me out. So, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the match, and I'm like, look. He starts clapping. He's all, he, he knows I fucking hate her. And he just, like, he starts clapping. He's like, let's go. This match is going to be so good. Like, he already watched it, so he knows what's going on. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. I was like, this is so bad. But you know what? Look. I... I like to give benefit of the doubt. Let me give this match a real go and 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 see how because I haven't watched it in a little while. Maybe she's come a ways, right? So I'm watching it and I'm just like, dude, you know what? You know what it is about her. I think I think I've got it for me. I I got it down for me. Okay. One, she's a great value Alexa Bliss. So you're getting Ooh, the same okay. thing, but you're not getting the same person, right? You're getting something new. But you're getting the same thing. She's the same build. She's the same color, everything. She's just a little bit of an opposite. Same tiny, all that all that stuff that you get in an Alexa Bliss, but not nearly as good. And you have the charisma or actual athletic ability. No, it, exactly, exactly right. And let's say that package is right in front of you. You're like, okay, I might be able to work with this visually, but I'm looking at I, I, they're the fans are familiar with it. I know I can get the fans to like this. How does she work? And then when she works, to me, the her work it's good enough. I, I can, I could It's one of those things where you watch her work and you go, I can work with this because it's she works in a manner where she's not really, at least from what I saw in this match, she's not really botching. She's not doing anything crazy. She's wrestling really safely. She's not having, per se, bad matches. They're just... Like, there's nothing exciting going on. She's going in there. She has the belt. She's screaming. She's being animated. She has a match. It's fairly clean. And then you move on. So it's like you get this package of Alexa Bliss without it actually being Alexa Bliss. And... She's not messing up. Put the belt on her. Well, here's that's the thing, too. That's what I got out of it. That's my take on, on Liv Morgan. I feel like that's why she is where she is. is because she's being relatively consistent. She's excited to be there. And she's, she's a familiar package. They don't, to, they don't have to make you like her. She, she's very familiar. They should probably so, try because I don't like her. You don't. They should try. Because you, because mean, it, no, they don't have to because <laughs> just the same thing you said about Bianca Belair and people not giving a shit and not remembering yesterday yeah. is, or those are the same people that love Liv Morgan. Right. But if you want to forget something Liv Morgan did a year ago, I'll give it to you. Can we remember what she did this past SmackDown or this past Raw or anything? She does. You said the sentence, she doesn't botch. From what I saw in this match. In I this match. That. Right. Okay. So here's where I'll meet you halfway. This match, she was able to keep up a little bit. That's why I said Shayna. But Shayna's is not. Shayna is a mat wrestler. You can't fuck that up. Um, well, let me not say that. I've seen people fuck that up. But I'm just saying on I that level. Say, on yeah, that yeah. level. On that level. It's hard to fuck up. Having a, It's hard to not have a good match with Shayna Baszler. Just based on the style alone. Because You don't have to do a lot of bumping with her, it's movement, it's flow, it's follow control, me on she this. Can control you. Yeah, all you got to do is keep up. That's it, yeah, it's just spin. Let spin get here, hands on you, and and she can work. Yeah, and Although, she does the rest. I'm not impressed with Shayna Baszler either. That's fine, that's like, that's, I don't that's not even one of them having this belt right now, and that's just me. That's fine. It goes either way. But my thing about Liv Morgan is I've physically seen her forget spots, forget her positioning. She doesn't know where she is. She's, got a, every, she's the champion, and in every match that I see her in, she has to follow the challenger. Every oh, fucking is not a, yeah, time. She's, not a ring general she's like lost. It's not even about being ring general. A ring general not only knows where they are supposed to be, but where you're supposed to be and can control the flow. A good wrestler doesn't necessarily need to know where you need to be, but definitely needs to know where they need to be. And she's not that either. She loses her positioning. She loses her spot. She, she, she gets confused. She gets frazzled. And she over. Whenever that happens, she overcompensates with the emotion. So now she's crying, or she's doing that stupid tear up thing. And it's it's annoying. It's annoying. She's annoying. And she's she she wins again here, right? She wins again here. She defends the championship. It, everything that Shayna threw at her in this match, and she beat Shayna with like the weakest finish I've ever seen. A fucking Anybody win a fucking match with anything shy of a drop toe hold would have been better than whatever the fuck that was that she hit from that second rope, which has no impact whatsoever, none. You, if you face plant someone from the second rope, that means that that person fell from a shorter distance than if that person had just been standing. How the hell was that a finishing move? I don't know, and I at this point don't care. It's a lost cause at my at this point. This chick is going to go... Remember, they gave Carmella how many... They gave her Carmella like what? Four, five, six months as champ? And then they took it off of her and they never did it again. Because they were like, okay, that was a mistake. Same thing here. They did. I'm assuming they did this just so they can throw in the former champion tag on her. So that they can feed her to whatever real champion they have down the line coming up. And use that as a promotional tactic. Because this is not working. Of the weekend, as we just said, that I I felt Gunther and Sheamus was the best. This was the weakest. This was the weakest for sure. This was the weakest, and it's going to continue and, and to be. And I a will weak give. Spot. I will. I will give them. I don't want to be too brutal, but I will give them that. I don't think. I don't think it was an, an extremely poor, a poorly executed match. I just. Didn't get anything from it. Like there was no excitement. I'll take it further. Point. I think this is so far as champion. This is Liv Morgan's best match, but she still looked it, like Liv Morgan. I, it, I, I yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a good match. I I thought it was. I, I don't want to say good match. It was a clean match. There there wasn't a lot of mess ups. Uh, they they tried their best. Uh, it's you know, just it's story, just something that happened. It's, blah, like it's right there. One person was. Uh, was driving the match a lot more than the other one um but again i, I, I got I got nothing from this at, at all really to be honest with you so. no we'll see got nothing we'll see. I got nothing from it either i I went to go to the kitchen and grabbed a beer I was like right. and I took my time doing it there you go and uh and that's that and then that takes then us move on. then that takes us to the tag match so this is really when I felt like this was a takeover. Edge and Mysterio's entrances. <laughs> I was like, wow. This match is going to be fire. Son. Look at this entrance. He can't, this match, can't, to put this match after Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler, I was like, wow, what a gift. What a gift to be given. That crowd couldn't have been deader, and now we about to fucking put the adrenaline through these motherfuckers. Edge and Red, Edge comes out with a lucha mask. That was dope. Uh, A little team camaraderie there. I'm glad he didn't do another brood entrance. I'm I'm over it, but yeah, he came out with that, and Ray came Ray came out looking like, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm Dominic, and I know it's a storyline that Dominic is mad at his dad, but if I'm Dominic, I'm super pissed because Ray came out with, I he got that I'm about to wrestle with my friend energy right there. He's like, oh, Uh, wrestling with you is dope, Dom, but I'm about to wrestle with Edge, boy. This match about to be Fuego. I ain't got uh, I ain't got to come out here and wrestle for two tonight, so this is gonna be dope. Yeah, right. This is gonna be a fun night. Yeah, I ain't got to do any of the heavy lifting tonight. Is, I got a Hall of Famer sitting next to me tonight. Yeah, that, oh. that 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 day when you go to work and you realize the guy who does who actually does work is there also. Word. Right? You yes, spit. Oh, oh, this is gonna no, be a no, fun there. night. It's going to be a fun shift, baby I don't even got to go to that side of the building Yeah, they gave (laughs) They gave them two great entrances Judgment Day had a great entrance And now we're in the ring and I'm thinking to myself Boy, I really, because on paper I'm looking at this And I'm like, man, this could be Really dope if they really just Because now I'm hyped, right They let the girls go Gunther and Sheamus had a fight I'm like, yo, are we having a takeover for real? Are they going to let these two teams go at it? And I'm going to sit here and tell you right now, they sure as fuck did. They did. They They sure as fuck did. Fighting is a common (laughs) scene in this this pay-per-view. There were a lot of fights. Because there was a lot of feuds happening here, programs. That required energy and and mannerism. They needed... They've been busting the Mysterio's asses for weeks. And they took Edge out of his own group and took it over. There's some angst. There's some anger there for That's them. To, dope. I like that group. I'm not yeah. a big group guy, but I like that group. I liked it better That's with Edge. I liked nah, it better with Edge. Get Grandpop out of here. <laughs> The only thing good about taking Edge out of there is Rhea has somehow become kind of the vocal leader, right? She's been doing a lot of the talking here. She's she's calling all the shots here. I said, I said this before uh, in my house. I haven't had a chance because we haven't really talked about it much here on the show. For the first time, I would love that to happen. Rhea is in the perfect position. Let her lead this entire stable. Let her do it because she can't be touched. That's their own rule in place, unless that changes over time. She can't be touched. Who's going to get more heat? Think about this. Uh, they have some rule in place about putting their hands on women on the program now. I know back in the day it used to be an everyday occurrence, but that was kind of why they had to stop, because it was becoming an everyday occurrence. And uh, now they have this rule in place. No, they none of they hit meals. her, well, I guess indirectly, right? Yeah, so No, they, was they was pulled her out back. of the ring. They didn't they didn't hit Rhea. They they can't hit Rhea. That's why Dom has been getting his ass kicked for weeks. and He can't strike her. He hasn't hit her back. So uh, I, I'm good with her leading this group because you're going to get a lot of heat. Who gets more heat on planet Earth than a bitch who keeps opening her mouth knowing she won't be hit? Tell me who gets more heat than that. I'll wait. <laughs> There's no one on Earth. That gets more heat than a woman that's talking shit and knows she ain't gonna get touched. So that's perfect heat. I'll take that heat all damn day. So this match, as a whole, though, you got a chance to see this match, right? What were your thoughts on this match? No, it was uh, it was good. I I I like that. Again, I'm really liking this new stable. I, I like. I know. I know you probably want, you know, Edge was nice in it and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I like that it's um. I like that. Is these three, and it felt good. The match was good. It was. It was a first time I've seen a Rey Mysterio match in a little while where I wasn't like, uh, I don't know. It just felt. It felt good. To, it felt good to watch this. And, and like I said, the the pay per view had a lot of momentum built behind it as well. So. I think the reason why the Mysterio thing didn't, but he he was only relegated to his shit tonight. That's all that it was. Just do the loser shit and get out of the way. I was sitting there (laughs) thinking, like, as they were doing their injuries, when are they going to stop this? Like, like, at what point, I don't know, like, I I got into, like, a little bit of, like, my managerial brain, where it's just like, okay, we did something nice. We allowed you to wrestle with your son because we care about you and we like you Mm -hmm. and we appreciate that. And you guys had your moment. We even gave you the tag team titles. Mm -hmm. But at what point are we going to cut this? Off of the payroll, right? right? Like now, now we're ciphering from the payroll for what? Why am I still? If if I'm not remember, if I can remember correctly, the last time I even we even spoke about uh, these two was um, we were talking about how you were like, you know, yeah, they need to separate him. They're going to do that. He might be moving to NXT. Got to try to develop him into his own thing, away from his dad. And now I come back and i see him with his dad again mm-hmm. like at what point are we just going to like you know redo the budget and start <laughs> cutting loose ends like that yes. that's really just what is he still doing here uh huh and that Nothing. and i guess and i guess that takes us to the end of this match because they did it <laughs> they pulled the goddamn trigger and uh the, the, listen I told my wife because when Dom, when the match was over and Edge and everybody was celebrating and blah 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 and Dominic is the worst actor in history. I saw that fucking kick coming a mile of fucking way. Because he just he's so uncomfortable. He can do the moves. He could he's do not the athletic. moves. He's he's not athletic. He's not athletic. There's a difference between being able to dribble a basketball and being athletic. Yeah. There's there's also a difference between dribbling a basketball and being an NBA-level player. And he's not an NBA-level player. And he just has bad body language. You can just tell. It was coming. You could see it. Edge set him up perfectly. And I'm like, and my wife and I are sitting there, and I'm like, he's going to do it. My wife was like, what? Do what? I'm like, oh, he's going to fucking do it. Watch. And it wasn't two seconds later, he kicked this dude right in the nuts. And I got to tell you something. Wales, the UK, if they could have wrestling shows on television in that building every fucking week, I'd be with it. Because that audience bit on everything. No, no, no. If I can, I know this is going to sound fucked up. If I can have 50% 50% of the wrestling events in other places other than the states, I would watch more. <laughs> Basically, the crowds, and it doesn't and it doesn't matter what wrestling event you're watching. Yeah. The crowds in other places are into it, man. I don't know if they're just less jaded, but they just love it. Yeah, they, they love it. Everything that they're supposed to get hyped yeah. on, they get hyped on. Yeah. They hit they they hit their cues. Does the fans over there? Absolutely. Yeah, and when he people. when he hit this dude <clears> in the nuts, yeah, that place was just like, oh my god, no. And I'll give Ray credit, did a good job with the self Por favor, please, please listen to me. Why, why did you do that? And then he fucking and and I told my wife, I said he's gonna hit Ray, he has to right because hitting Edge is not the turn. That leads to confusion. Hitting Ray is the turn. I said he's going to hit Ray, and I, it's either going to be a boot or it's good because of Ray's height. It's usually a boot, but if it's, it's either going to be a boot or it's going to be a, a, a fucking line, and if it's a fucking line, he's going to fucking throw it because I'm pretty sure his dad told him in the back, listen, Papa, this is your shot. Your push depends on this fucking line. You need to fucking throw it. And I'll give him credit. That was the best clothesline I've seen him throw in years. His entire time in WWE. He fucking threw it. He rocked his dad's whole shit. And I was like, good for him. <laughs> good for him. And he starts walking up the ramp. He's tearing up the Mysterio shirt, which was a dumb idea because when you tear. Get- the symbolism of tearing up the shirt, I get. I get that but the consequence of tearing up the shirt is now i got to look at your body and your body is not what did you do here what happened is he, you're sizing a model? he dude? looked like a half melted candle what happened to you where is he was like an unwrapped twinkie sitting on stage you've had how many years you've had access to all this stuff and nothing i mean your well, that, dad that your dad's not a bodybuilder either but still he tasted. Yeah, your dad's not a bodybuilder either, but your dad doesn't have yes size. He actually has size. If he was to actually put some muscle on himself and 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 move around and say, you it, seeing him up there with that fake heel like bad guy face and it just made me so mad because I'm thinking to myself, you know how many people put time out of their Day to day activity to be a WWE superstar, and you're on the fucking program, and you're doing nothing to help your case. You have it improved physically, you have your body has it improved. Your mannerisms have it improved. I will, I will give him, I will give him a lifeline. He's not the only one. That does. No, and I, no, but my my major point to all this is that you've got Ray as a father, Edge as a godfather. And you've been on major pay-per-views with some of the top talent on the planet. You've been a champion. Yeah. Yeah. You've performed at WrestleMania. You've done, you've done everything that everyone well, dreams of doing. Really... You haven't hit the gym once. He, he's, getting for... he's getting rewarded for not doing anything. What makes you think he's going to do something? And people are going to hear me say this. Well, let me look at your body. I'm in the gym, my dude. I'm in the gym. They're also not on the WWE stage. Yeah. So if anyone says that, then they're fucking retarded. That's probably what's keeping me off, that I look like this. So for someone who, you know how some people say, well, I'm glad to look at the TV and see people who look like me? Yeah, this is the opposite of that. I don't want anybody up there who looks like me to do what I can do. I'm. It seems like me and Dominic are about the same level of fucking athlete, and that's a crying shame for him, not That's me. not true at all. <laughs> that's not even close to true. You're at, you're actually athletic. <laughs> yeah, that's not saying much for him. And it's like, damn, dude, you had a, a you have a. I'm not gonna say had. They made the turn. They're obviously going to do something with him. I hope it's not. Let him run this out with Ray, because that's the whole point of the turn. Do something there. And I'm sticking to my guns. Send his ass to fucking NXT to work with people without his safety net. For as long as he's driving up and down the roads with his dad, attending shows with his dad, working matches with his dad, he's not going to grow. Going down is just going to hurt him. Good. Good. Maybe a little hurt will go a long way. For as long as he's in the same locker room with his father, he's not going to grow. He isn't. Maybe he's smart enough to know that. Maybe he isn't. But the people in charge of that company should be smart enough to know that. If they want a Mysterio legacy on the roster, he needs to get good. He's not good. He's serviceable. Like you said earlier about Liv. Mm-hmm. Liv, mm-hmm. Liv just no. does things. And he No, just, that's I'd rather it. watch a Liv Morgan match than uh, a <laughs> Dominant Mysterio match. He's not even serviceable. He is so off the scale. He does not belong. Period. I I don't care what you want to say. I don't care if he does a moonsault. I don't care if he does a clothesline. It doesn't look good. None of it. Nothing that he has done so far looks good. It's one of those things that it's really obvious that he's there because of his dad, and I don't want to take that from him. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I'm not someone... Who knocks someone because of the opportunities that they have based on the hard work of someone before you. But at some point, (laughs) I was gonna say, you have to put in the work too. And you know what? I don't want to even say that he's not putting in the work. Maybe he is putting in the work, which I doubt it, because you'd see it in his body if it did. But you could do different work and not it just be your body. It could be other things you're putting work in. So maybe he is putting in the work. It's just not working. Yeah. It's just not. It comes to a point where all I want, I will never go to the NBA. I can wake up now until eternity and shoot a thousand shots. I will not make it to the NBA. It doesn't matter. It's just not. That's why. That's why I I think I would rather Mm -hmm. sit here and tell myself that he's just not trying. Because if all these years have gone by and that was with him trying, that's a problem. That's a problem. A big one. He's been in the ring with the best. The best, and he's got two bona fide Hall of Famers in his upbringing and it's just not there. It isn't there. So, last ditch effort, send his ass to NXT see what you can get out of him. If not, then look, not for nothing, he's had a better career than I would have thought he was ever he would ever have anyway. First ever father-son combination to be the World Tag Team Champions. They have competed at WrestleMania together. They have traveled all around the world. I mean, that's a hell of a run. But it it, it ain't there. It's sink or swim right now because they've pulled it, and he's gonna be on his own. I don't know if the Judgment Day reaction of them laughing means he's gonna join the Judgment Day. I don't think that's the best fucking idea. But wow. at this, at the same time, he's the point is, is he won't be with Ray anymore. So now we're going to see what the deal is, and I have a distinct feeling that it's it's in a sink or swim situation. I think he's going to sink. Sorry, I just don't think he's. I don't think he's capable of doing anything that would mean anything in this industry. So we'll see. way too much time talking about this guy. Yeah. Well, I, if he if he joins Judgment Day, that's a that's that's going to be a problem. That uh, that that depends on what they they can get out of him in that scenario. Who knows? Any anything new is an opportunity for things to change. He just mm-hmm. needs to get away from his dad. If you're gonna keep him, get him away from his dad, please. Because mm-hmm. I'm fucking. No one wants. Who is that for? <laughs> Dear God in heaven. So the next match here: Seth freaking Rollins and. They're newly reunited to his name, Matt Riddle. <laughs> no longer Riddle, now back to Matthew Riddle because names matter now, thank goodness. Whoo. You know, they don't they don't actually like each other, right? Well, from what I understand, the beef has been squashed. But there's still a little bit there, yeah, and I think it helps. I think that helps, absolutely, to have a little bit of that. That that uh still that there little promo before the match caught me up, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to watch this. That was good, yeah. That was good, man. That hey, was good. And yeah. really still there? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about I'll my talk family? About Let's my talk family. about your family, buddy. Oh, you, you don't know have one wife? anymore. You're know <laughs> just the and Your kids don't want nothing to do with you. That, that shit was good. Because it's funny because when he did the, when he hit him with the, the man bar, I was like, okay, I'll give you that. It's like, that was clever. And then when they did that little switch up and they were like, hey, he's still there. And he hit him with that bar. I'm like, all right, let's get these guys in the ring, dude. I'm ready. I'm ready for <laughs> to fight. We need to squash the beef. We need to fight. We need to fight. And Kick that, his ass. <laughs> and they did. They went in there and they did that. I tell you what, this match, this match and that, Little snippet alone is kinda kinda getting me on the um, the bandwagon a little bit. Okay. Wait, who's uh Seth's? Yeah. Oh, okay. A little bit, a little bit. So Slide Shift. I mean if I can turn on Roman, I'm sure I can turn on, on, on Seth. So. so I'm watching this match. And as this match just kinda rolls on actually before we get to the middle of the match, the beginning of the match, let's talk about that for a second because, and we're going to tie this in later with AEW. But AEW had a situation with Punk and Mox where there was some real shots being thrown, some live rounds as we call it in the industry. And the very next time that they touched each other was that squash match on Dynamite. And if you're going to do a squash to set something up it's whatever but at the same time they had like a really good promo segment where they threw some hands and all this stuff and then we get to the match and they start working you know it's a wrestling match and my wife looked at me and she goes this is fucking stupid I said why what's the matter she, I mean, they were just they were f- shooting for real on each other just a second ago yeah so what the fuck are they doing going right into a work throw some fucking hands Let's let's see a fight Right, the, the 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 wild thing, right? John Moxie, that's what he is. He's not a wrestler. He's a fighter. He's a barroom brawler. He's a this. He's a that. Right, and Punk is like this big shoot MMA dude, right? So let's fucking see some live rounds. What is all this goofy shit they're doing? So fast forward to the pay per view here, and they pro they they show that promo package of Riddle and Seth and the whole fucking thing, and we get to the ring, and as soon as they get into the ring, you know Seth's backing them off. Hey, ref, get him out of the way. Get him out of the way. He takes his stuff off. As soon as the bell rings, they start slugging. And my wife was screamed out loud, you see? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Somebody talks shit you about your family. You don't tie up. nigga. You punch him in the face. That's it. It's like this is, how this, this is how a fight should start. Mm-hmm. And, and, and begin, my wife was, at that point, my wife's locked in. She's like, all right, let's see what's going on with this, okay? And we're watching the match, and you know me. You, I've said it here a thousand times on this show, not big on Riddle. But, I will say this, when Riddle stepped away, even for just a second, when Riddle stepped away from the bro stuff, just for a second, when Seth hit him with that line and he got real for a second, right? I'm not going to kick your ass, I'm going to fuck you up type stuff. I was like, all right, a little fire. I get it. But then the match happens, and all of a sudden, you get reminded that this guy is an actual fucking MMA, like UFC-level fighter. And I think through this whole 420 bullshit they've been doing, you forget that. And I'm happy that the one person who didn't forget that was Triple H. Because he's like, hold on, we have money here, but not the way that this was going. Let's go a different way with this. And I remember another story I tied into this when I was watching this match. That when Rollins was Tyler Black in Ring of Honor, he had a specific style. And when he came to WWE, he tried to bring that style here. And they just kept telling him, no, 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 don't do that, do this. No, don't do that, do this. And the way that it was explained on TV, it was perfect. I don't know, was it Bruce Prichard? I can't remember who said it. That Tyler Black, yes, was a world champion. He defended that title all around the world. He was accomplished. He was established. But where he was working, he spoke fluent French. We speak English here. You know, we're still communicating. It's similar business, but we, we extrapolate that differently here. So your style has to change to that. And they, they had to break him down and build him back up. Architect pun aside to become Seth Rollins. So now he's wrestling this match with Riddle, and I'm thinking to myself, did someone get in this motherfucker's ear and use the code that sets off Winter Soldier? What the hell was that? October, or whatever the fuck. Where they whispered that shit into Bucky's ear and he becomes the Winter Soldier. Did someone (laughs) get in Seth's ear and go, Tyler Black, initiate. And he just fucking became... The man again. Well, I was like, what is this? Riddle's wrestling like a beast. Rollins is wrestling like a fucking monster. I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. I hate Matt Riddle. But I'm watching this going, holy fuck. Oh, no. Holy fuck. This match was dope. I like this match a lot. I don't know how big of a fan I am of the, the finish. It doesn't end here, does it? I don't believe so, because the heel, the heel won out. I see this going all the way to Survivor Series, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, or, or uh, I, t- I have to check the... Uh, let me check it now, actually, while we're talking. Is, is Hell in a Cell next? Because if Hell in a Cell is next, I could see that maybe going into that. Although, how many times are going to put... No, Extreme Rules is next! They got rid of Hell in a Cell. Extreme Rules is next. Thank God they got rid of Hell in a Cell. What a waste of time for everybody. But yeah, the, the Extreme Rules is next. So yeah, they're, they're more than likely going to do some silly shit there. For sure. But I really like this match a lot. What were your thoughts on this matchup? I like this feud so far. I like, forget the match. The match was great. Uh, I like the feud so far. I think it's shining a different light on Riddle think rollins is 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 getting into stride i i feel like there is beef there whether whether it's kind of squash for the most part or not but that's what makes it feel so good like this is the story feels good i can't wait to actually kind of follow it up and see what's going on with it and see how they piss each other off more and terrorize each other's life a little bit longer uh and then hopefully there's a, a pretty decent payout here but yeah, I've always been huge on Riddle. I like Riddle. I I think the dude's great in the ring. I, hopefully, like you said, this might be a little bit of a shift in from the bro thing, but if it is, I think it'll only really be for this. Yeah. Because I can definitely see them building for Orton's return. Uh with with Seth constantly like bringing up Randy Orton in in the the match and the story that he was telling. So if I'm just trying to follow the story that he's telling, we will get that return at some point. But um but yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like seeing the serious riddle. And I'm gonna punch your teeth down your face because that's where he came from. He was a he was a fighter, wasn't he? Yeah. He was yeah, he was in so, UFC. Yeah, so I mean it's nice to see it. So we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Well, our main event of this evening here Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. This crowd. I don't. We <laughs> want to talk about home field advantage. Uh, drew was home. Drew was in his element here. Uh, the crowd was all over this, all over this, cheering Drew. And if I'm mistaken, but is this the first crowd to really boo the fuck out of Roman? They booed. They ever loving piss out of this fucking guy. Uh, pretty much the entire time. Whenever Roman took over, they booed. And whenever Drew McIntyre drew a breath. They would go fucking bonkers for this fucking guy. This guy is Captain Britain over here. He is Captain UK, is Drew McIntyre. They were all about this 30-minute main event match. Told a story back and forth. They made Drew McIntyre look like a million bucks. Roman Reigns doing the Super Bowl deal for him. Taking the bumps. Uh, But we had a decisive winner here. And that would end up being, yet again, Roman Reigns. The, uh, they got around the bloodline deal. You know, the Usos can't go overseas. <laughs> so uh, they had to come up with a bloodline storyline, and they did. Solo Sokoa, who was... I'm adding the, more blood. Yeah, well, you know, he's Roman's cousin. He is the younger brother of the Usos, the twins, Rikishi's son. So he technically is bloodline, but also technically not. Not listed as an actual member on the roster, he was an NXT, hence his disappearance from Worlds Collide. And uh, and now I guess he's rolling with the big dog. And he's rolling with uh, the bloodline moving forward. And uh, you know we can sit here and gush all day about this particular match. His card as a whole was just amazing. It was a lot of fun. But I have to ask you the big question. This is the one everyone's been talking about after this show was over and and it's been a a heated debate but whether or not you're for or against this run by roman reigns and there are people who are loving it and there are those who are like okay we get it i don't think by now anyone disagrees that it's coming to a point where roman's going to have to lose but now the question is who Because he seems to be going through everybody. And even my wife was like, he's not beating regular average dudes. He's beating monsters. Big fucking guys. And it's like, right? If Fair enough. But at the same time, who? Who topples the the head of the table? Who is going to to give this man? Drew Drew could be one of them. Yeah, we could be running this back. Yes, you're right. This match shows that. And if Hopefully, we all haven't forgotten. Drew, in my opinion, is still kind of owed one. Mm. He's still kind of owed one. During that whole COVID thing, sure. Everyone even said that they kind of feel like he got robbed, whatever the case may be. I don't know if since then he's proved that he should be the one to take it. I I understand that maybe they owe him one or whatever you want to call it, but it still got to make sense. I don't know. The match proves he can go. My thing is, who can do the other stuff? Yeah. Once you've beaten Roman, having the belt is one thing. How do you do? Who can do the other stuff like Roman? That's that's what I'm looking for, and I don't know. Do you have someone in mind that you think would be a good take? Because I don't don't see it. Let me first respond to your pick, and then I'll tell you where my head's at. I don't disagree that Drew could do it. I don't disagree that Drew beating Roman would make sense. I I think he would be an amazing champion after. My only problem with it now is that if you were going to do it, this was the place to do it. If, you, place, if if so. you do it anywhere else it'll be great but it won't have the meaning it would have had if you did it here that yeah, place would have silly shit that place that, kind of changes my mind. that place would have been torn apart those fans would have torn that building to shreds if Drew would have fucking won there would have been overturned cars in the street there would have been riots everyone would have got free shoes there would have been a lot of stuff going on Wait. over there you know, I not just, even, even rioted shoes? just—they're just, No, I figured, you know, when, when, once you riot, you start breaking into stores. And usually, traditionally, when it comes to riots, footwear, for some reason, is the first to go. I guess because of the riot. You know, there's glass everywhere. Safety first. So I, I assume people go right to the footwear for that. So, yeah, people would have had free shoes. It would have been a whole thing. It would have been happening, as Gorilla Monsoon would have said. If you're going to do Drew, that was the spot. If you're not going to do Drew, now a real question has to be had. And the name, the tip of everyone's tongue, because I told Steph this, she goes, who beats him now? Like, at this point, he runs through everybody. And she goes, is it going to be a guy who, like, overwhelms him? Does it have to be, like, a super giant? I said, no, it's going to be a regular-ass person. And she's like, how is a regular-ass person going to topple this? And I said, well, you need to find a guy who is going to have the, the toughness right the way that roman is going to be beat is not going to someone's not going to come into the ring and dominate roman reigns that's the point i'm trying to make it's going to be someone that roman does dominate but can't put away they fight and they fight and they fight and he's getting frustrated and visibly upset because no matter what he hits him with superman punch spear this that uso's interference they can't put him down it doesn't matter what you do and it just gets more frustrating and more frustrating until eventually Roman makes a mistake that costs him dearly and the other guy can make a miraculous turnaround and fire up and get that audience behind him and will himself to victory and she goes well who the fuck is on the roster that could do that I said oh I don't know Maybe a guy who tore his pec completely off the bone and still managed to fight through a whole head of hell in a cell. Manager. Shut, shut! No, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We're done talking here. I'm just bringing here. it up because we're done it's here. it's the yeah. scenario of it. If you're asking me personally, would I do that? No. But let's take in the scenario of it. He went the way that he left. You got to admit. I refuse. That's to a tough ass way to manly- go. No, I, no. No. <laughs> no, I refuse to let one manly act. be the, the Oh, it doesn't have to be that one act. I'm just saying it's a, it, it's a hell of a start. <laughs> no, it's a, a hell of a time. way to build. I'm not sold on that yet. He oh, needs more time. That's I would, listen, If I was in that locker room, I, I just said a second ago, I agree with you. If that was the case. I And I just told you a second ago, I'm with you on that. But I'm also of the opinion that Triple H is fighting from behind the eight ball here. Who do they have as a baby face that not only is, as you described it, can they do the extra shit? The stuff that Roman does, who's going to hold up long enough to do it? Even if you found a guy who's talented enough. To replace roman reigns and be the champ and be on top will they last because everyone's hurt and everyone who's not hurt will be hurt soon except for roman roman is wrestling a style right now where it's it's almost impossible for him at this point to be injured but this yeah, is a two-time cancer don't. survivor See, that's not year. fair because they protect them you understand it protects who, roman cannot kid has a greater chance of not being injured Because he's just not doing nearly as much. There you go. They protect um, Uh them. You want you want stars that can. I don't want to hear the last argument because you're not using your talent in a manner of which them to last. You you have the guy at the top, and you it's 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 the rich get richer mentality like. You have to kill yourself to get there. If you can survive to get there, once you're there, mm-hmm. you're you're taking it. You slow care it down. It. Yeah, they're gonna they're going to slow. Yeah, but there's no down. such you're thing fine. as bulletproof. CM Punk broke his foot coming down from. will listen. V. he's are headed. So, oh, Cody as well. You never, you Cody, to, Cody got hurt exercising, bro. You have to it accept happens. it as well, right? Like you have to accept the protection. I'm telling you to, that's what made Cena and makes Roman so great because they're just doing. Where, okay, here, I'm there. Boom, all right. They're just, they're doing what the paper says to do. They're not going (laughs) off the script. They're not doing anything, they're not freestyling. They're going out there, they're clean they execute and they get the fuck off the stage and they go sit down so they don't trip on a shoebox or something. And <laughs> a ankles. gust of wind takes that's, them out or that's some what shit. they do you got people like Punk who just being extra. Shut up, sit down, and be the champion. That's what they want. That's what they want, and that's what longevity brings. So yeah, there are people getting injured and hurt. These guys are killing themselves to get to that spot. And once you once you show that you're reliable. That he's there until he decides he doesn't want to be there. And Hmm. that's just the way that's gonna go. I can't wait to see what actually I I, uh, By the way, are we both in agreement as to where that loss needs to take place? Where 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 do you think Yeah, yeah. I mean of course that has to be a WrestleMania main event where that which would would be like his eighteenth WrestleMania main event. he like to be honest with you I'm not saying that the person that is not there because... I was gonna say we still haven't I answered mean, who, that question who who who, who would have thought Roman was gonna be this good no not this good no Wait, I mean, and yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to yeah. emphasize the word this yeah this good when he came out the crowd in the shield yeah yeah who, they, at that they were point, hoping at that point it was success, the but... thing right it was the Cena thing right I believe Around that during time? that time yeah the shield yeah right so well I'm sure i mean this... yeah no you could say it's definitely see it was like the end the tail end of that scene right. around so this at that punk point, was on top at that time i'm sure people were asking who and i want to know how many people said Rowan. at that time at that time mm, a few but not mm, to no this level to this level no i don't think they i don't think they saw Anybody, punk was champion this at that time. Be, I don't think they be, saw him attending to this. This might be one of the greatest championship runs of all time. Oh, that's not that's not a question. It has to be considered that this, this dude seven hundred plus days. There's no. It's not even. It's there's not no even question. The, it's not even just the dur- the duration. It's like to me, it is because he's doing everything at a top level for that long. Even you could. How many world title runs have you have you seen? Where like okay, like as an example, we just mentioned Punk. This man is literally making careers. Like this dude (laughs) not only brought himself to the top, he is the opinion. He is living the Samoan dream. He he literally (laughs) went to the top, and is bringing his not his literally his entire bloodline up with him. Yeah. Anyone that has that Samoan blood in their in their gene pool right now. In that family is of some stature because of him. Yeah, the island of like, relevancy. How many champions can you say have done that for anybody? Let alone, he literally rebirthed his cousin's career from hitting the low. I even like them now. They were doing <laughs> nothing but super kicks all damn day. And now now all of a sudden, I mean, they still kind of do, but like. There's more to it. Because of, the whole, now. because of the whole theme. There's more to it. There's more substance. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so it's funny too because I still and I know this is probably not the case it's just me spitballing, but I will never I will I will go to the grave believing that they were gonna do whatever it takes to make Roman Reigns work so they put Paul Heyman with him to fix the mic issue, and he said Nah, you ain't bitching me like this. Yeah. And ever since they got together, he's been on fire. He's been absolutely on fire. So stuff like that where like you put like. Putting him, putting him with someone to make sure he makes it, and then he's just like, nah, you ain't disrespecting me like that. Like that attitude, that head-of-the-table type deal that he's got going on right now is freaking massive. And massive. I honestly don't even – I'm not ready for it to end. I know it's been going on for a while, but that's how yeah. good it is, though. That's yeah. how good it is because I'm afraid of what what's next. Yeah, this, this, this pay-per-view as a whole, I had a lot of fun watching it. And it had me when it was over. I looked at my wife and I said, do I, do I want to watch Raw now? I want to watch Raw now. I, I, and, and <laughs> and,
1: and I just and want to see what it does. I said,
0: the, I said the same thing. I, was like, <coughs> I, 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 might, I might check out Raw tonight. I was like, oh my god, I think I, think I want to know what happens next. That's the first. I haven't felt like that in a long time. Let's it see was, what happens. It was, it was probably the first time in a while that I've even heard this level of excitement for wrestling, uh, like for a WWE event. And uh no, I was good and, and I'm hoping so real quick at the end of this, do you think do you think it feels is it ironic that it feels that way? Or do you think it feels that way because of some of the events that have transpired recently? By feel this way, irony? by feel this way, do you mean this excitement like for the next thing? Like it's going in the right direction. Let's just let's yeah, minimize the fact. Because it they... from that. I don't want to, I don't want to overblow it here. It's one. I need consistency. Well, no, but... that's and I agree with you. I I'm not sitting here saying that this pay per view is one of the greatest pay per views I've ever seen. I I'm excited about what I just saw because what it leaves me with is hope. That I think this is going to start getting better. I think.
1: Like and, I said, it's and, there's and a consistency factor it's there, because but because like,
0: of the current events that has happened, that has transpired. No, I just no, no. I I think it's a change in mission statement and style. That's I don't care about situations and incidences. I mean a little bit because it's kind of funny, and we'll talk about some big ones later on. But it's as far as the reason why I'm leaving this pay per view with hope is because. I saw more wrestling on this show than I have on a WWE show in a long fucking time. And by long fucking time, I mean basically when NXT Black and Gold was still here. They're they're giving the wrestlers time. They're building on Raw when they were doing the, uh, when Triple H first took over, on Raw, they had like a little mini gauntlet thing going on to determine the number one contender to the US Championship, and they did a full-on package on what the U.S. title is, what it means, why it's so prestigious, how far back it goes, the names that have held that championship, and then down to the guy who has it now, and why it's important, why these guys are killing themselves to fight for what is usually perceived as a secondary, possibly even third, depending on who the IC champ is at the time, title. Like, why a guy like AJ Styles who is one of the most decorated superstars in WWE and in wrestling history would be busting his head open to try to get a shot at the U.S. title? Why that means something to him and why he should compete for that is building the relevance up. He made Gunther. Well, he didn't. I don't think he was in the room when he made that decision. But he's going to use Gunther the way that he's the way that he used to use Gunther. Because that's a way, and they said it on the pay-per-view, and I was stunned to hear it because Michael Cole and Corey Graves were allowed to to say things that I haven't heard in years, including of which Michael Cole used the term worker's title. Back in the early 90s, that was uh, a stigma, but I mean that in a good way, for the Intercontinental Championship. That was the worker's title. If you were the heavyweight champion, a Hogan, a Savage, a Warrior, it wasn't that you couldn't work, but that was the main event slot. That was the guy who was going to draw the money, that was going to bring in the seats. So that means he was predominantly going to be an entertainment guy. Let's just call it what it was. The underneath workers, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, those guys ran programs with the Intercontinental title. That was the the IC title was for the guy who was on the come up, who was getting ready to get to that main event scene, but he needed to get into the ring and have some stellar matches before he got there, and that's where the IC title comes in. And they said that at the pay-per-view when Gunther was fighting Sheamus that the Intercontinental Championship is, has, used to be considered the worker's title. I can't believe he said the word worker on television. It was great. It used to be considered the worker's title, that that when you were the intercontinental champion that you were a a workhorse, a guy who was going to carry the company in the ring. And nothing nothing says that like Gunther. Gunther is, if you wrestle Gunther, you're going to get your ass kicked. That's what he does. He's going to beat the shit out of you. Now, here's the thing. Gunther does not mind you beating the shit out of him. He'll take a beating. He doesn't give a fuck. Well, that, that was shown. That, yes, uh, that was shown. Yes, he will. He will take a beat. He will look you in the face and he'll tell you, "Hit me any way you want, because I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna hit you the way that I'm gonna hit you. So if you want to hit back, hit back. But I'm swinging. This dude, this dude, as a just to make sure that there's always movement, he'll chop you for no fucking reason." Like, you'll be in the middle of punching him, and he'll still chop you. Just to keep him... He makes it look like a fight. Even if it's a work, he makes you believe that him and this other guy are in a fucking fist fight. And we're going to beat the shit out of each other until one of us walks away. At the end of every Gunther match, Gunther lays there like he's been through a war. Every fucking time. And that's what makes him such a great attraction, because you know that when his name is on the card... That match is going to be fucking hot. Period. It doesn't matter who he's in there with. A high flyer, a brawler, uh, another big guy such as himself. Doesn't matter. It's going to be bomb. And as long as they keep using him like that. Again, it's all about how these guys are being used. All of a sudden AJ Styles is a main event player again. Out of nowhere. Boom. You take a guy like Triple H who was utilizing what he had in NXT. And you give him main roster talent. And main roster budget. He could do something with that. So, hope. Hope. That's where it lands me with. Hope that we can do this again. This pay per view showed me that this whole time I haven't been old man yells at clouds. I, I haven't been stuck in my old ways. That you can do wrestling in 2022 and it works. Right. It works. Because Ray Mysterio and Edge might be the oldest people on this show. And they were in there with Finn and Damien. And their match was fire. So, And don't look at that show. and Don't look at that card and tell me that it wasn't. Because then I know where your head's at. Which is where we're headed next. Now, really quickly, be- briefly. I did manage to see some of Worlds collide. Because I was at a birthday party yesterday. Uh, I only really was interested in the main event. So I only caught a few things here and there, but then I watched the whole main event. The main event is dope. Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate went out there and fucking killed it. At first I was like, this looks ridiculous, because Tyler's literally like a foot and a half shorter than Braun, and they're both heavyweight champions. Excuse me. They're both heavyweight champions, which was (laughs) hilarious, but Tyler's a really good fucking wrestler, and I thought to myself, how is this going to work with Braun? Braun I don't know how much of Braun Breaker you've seen, but he's a Fucking maniac, a beast, a freak of athletic nature. These two together, I was like, it's really going to be really good or really bad because of the timing and chemistry, who knows? But it was awesome. Awesome. Worth going back to watch. Even if you don't watch the whole card, that match was amazing. So I'm riding high, Dave. I got this pay-per-view on Saturday. Worlds collide. Not too bad. Not too shabby. I'm going to probably go back to watch Ricochet and Carmelo. That might be a dope match, too. But I'm riding high. I'm on a wrestling high. I haven't been on a wrestling high in a long time. So I got to tell you, leading into yesterday, I was feeling good. Feeling good. I was feeling positive. And then someone told me that AEW had 15 fucking matches. And I said to myself, fuck everybody involved with this. I can't keep doing this with people. And now I'm arguing with people online. Well, the only, what was it uh, Tony Khan said? Because Tony was asked this. What's the deal with all these matches on the cards? Well, we only do four a year. Right? That's his reasoning. We only do four a year. And the fans jump all over that. (laughs) Well, what happens to the other people if they don't? Then they fucking nothing happens. What are you talking about? Not everybody needs to play. You put the best on the fucking card so that people can fucking enjoy the pay per view and come back to watch more. Well, if what we just watched has any remnants to what you're saying, they could get there, but it's going to take. A WWE had on six matches head. in three hours, and it was fire. Live if live and Shayna is the worst that I'm gonna get. I'll I'll buy that every time. I'll yeah. take that. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker over here, no self control. He wants to be everybody's friend. That's why I'm glad in that video I showed you earlier. He got bitched out in front of the media because this guy wants to be everybody's fucking friend. This Tony Khan is a guy who grew up with no fucking friends. And he got rich because his dad got rich. And now he wants to be everybody's friend. Because he's got the money. So he wants to be—he wants everyone to like him. He wants to be on the same page with everybody. And as evidenced by that media scrum where he got bitched out and just sat there and just be bitched. If I, let me tell you something right now. I'm going to tell the world this. If I have access to billions with a B... Billions of dollars, I have access to billions of dollars, to the point where I invested a $100 million for fun to start a fucking wrestling company. And I have a wrestler go on a microphone while I'm talking and puts his hand over my microphone and basically tells the media that I need to shut the fuck up. Not only is this motherfucker fired, but I'm going to get my hands on this prick in front of everybody. <clears throat> See and that's And that's the That's where I was thinking too Where I want to tip my hat to Khan Because you, You're you also the same person Who says he needs to shut the fuck up Yes So Oh yes No Tony needs to shut he, the fuck up The fact that he, <sighs> he... Let me Hold, hold on hold it. on hold on hold on I'm going to give you a chance to finish your up But I want to clarify right. that <laughs> one point I do I do think that Tony Khan needs to fuck up, Fucking shut up he talks way too fucking much, and at a great speed. If you watch one of these fucking postings, he just rambles. He just he just motor mouth, diarrhea of the mouth. But I'll be damned if I'm going to let another motherfucker shut me up. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's punk. I don't give a fuck who and, it is. And, <laughs> and, that's, and that's the problem with a lot of things. Yeah. Right? Like, even even your view, your outside view of it mm-hmm. is hey, that guy needs to shut the fuck up. And even to the point where I've heard people say, hey, someone shut him the fuck up because he's saying too much. And then someone goes, not some jabroni, someone of actual stature does so. Now that's not, and, uh, that's not and, the person who should be shutting up the CEO and owner of the fucking company. I'm sorry. If I mean, That would listen. be like if I own the company and Steph told me, yo, you need to be quiet. I'll listen to Steph punk's not telling me to shut the fuck up i pay your salary you're not telling me to shut the fuck up are you out of your mind that's it and, and that's if you're I gonna and even if buyers. you are even if you are gonna tell me to shut up you, you, let's have this conversation backstage don't we're in front of the media right now like this is a post-show conference this is being streamed around the fucking world and you're telling me he, he put his hand over the mic it was just like now he doesn't need to clear shit up, and 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 I get it because it was a personal story and a situation for Punk. But you, I'm you listen. I almost threw my hand out and I wasn't even sitting there like what the fuck, like i was saying like I I don't know. It was I agreed with everything Punk had to say. That was the one thing that pissed me off about Punk. And that led me to be, that led me to the the mindset of I understand why people say like I, from watching that if that's him unhinged yeah. I can understand why, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, WWE people, whatever the case may be, Got sick of him. don't like dealing with him. Yes. Because he's he's not, okay, <clears throat> he's up front, but he's sarcastic. He's indirect directly. Yes. He's he, he's not gonna just say his words, he's gonna say it in an asshole way. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's um I d I don't have a problem with anything that he did. I like that he called everybody out. Yep. I'm glad that he said the shit that he said, yep. that, that everybody's fucking airheads and that they're making their, their their strong stars mids so that they can sit on top. His words, not mine. Yep, I'm glad that he clarified to the media, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Stop spreading rumors. I like the fact that he called every single one of the people in there out and that saying that the locker room is a bunch of fucking airheads that don't want to listen to anybody. Your words almost verbatim. That they don't, that you have this feeling that they won't shut the fuck up and they're walking around with their nose in the air like they know what they're doing. And they have these high end wrestlers who've been on the road for years mm-hmm. walking the fucking locker room and they're walking past them asking nothing. He almost damn near verbatim said exactly what because, he they uh, Because shortly after I said that, Adam Page, who was the world champion at the time, actually went on the podcast and said those words. Nah, I don't need advice from them. He said it. And Punk threw it back in his fucking face. It seems like we're getting really into this, so let's just bring it... I'm just going to set up the scenario of what we're talking about. After the show was over, they did one of those post-media scrum things that they fucking do, and Punk went up there and basically just shut the whole shit down and just said everything he had to say to get off his chest. He was talking about the Colt Cabana deal and all that stuff. I don't know how in the moment, like, I don't know if you've been watching Dynamite weekly, right? I I doubt, right? But when Punk did the promo, when he opened up the show, not this past week, but the week before that, he opened up the show and he called out Adam Page. He called out Adam Hangman to come out here and meet him in the ring and say whatever it is he had to say to his face and blah, 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 blah. And it was completely unplanned. It was not part of the script. Adam Page wasn't even in the building. And he said it. And he sat down and he waited. And nothing happened. And he said, ha ha. Oh, well, that's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. And he called him out. Adam wasn't even there. And a lot of people jumped on Punk. What a pussy move. What an unprofessional. Going off script. And going to business for himself. And I said on social media. And I said to people's faces. I don't take any punk hater seriously until that person acknowledges, no pun intended to the Roman Reigns conversation we just had, that Adam Page is the one who poked the fucking bear. Adam Page is the one who started all this. How? Punk mentioned it in the video, but for those of you who don't fucking remember, I'll take you back. Adam Page is not a fantasy on punk, period, end of fucking conversation. Never has been. Now, after this, never will be. He's friends with Colt Cabana. Unfortunately, when you go to back for your friends, you better have the whole fucking story. And don't just blindly sit here because he's your friend. Just think that your friend is the hero in this fucking story. Okay? Colt Cabana or Scott Colton, as Punk was calling him. That was... Also, equal disrespect. He was shouting Online this nigga's government? Full name on fucking the media script. Yeah, the government name. Scott Colton used his friend for fucking profit. Let's be fucking honest and let's be fucking real. When CM Punk left the WWE, he spoke to nobody because it wasn't anybody's fucking business. It was Cabana. Who came knocking on the door. Trying to get the fucking exclusive. He used his friendship to get inside. Punk. Being one of his best friends. Said fuck it. I'm dying to get some shit off my chest. Let's do it. They do a two-parter. Two episodes on the Art of Wrestling podcast. With Cole Cabana. Where Punk aired his grievances. WWE. Can't do anything about it except for the fact that a lot of the stuff that he said on that show was very detrimental to the medical care that they get from WWE. And I do believe he named the doctor in particular who misdiagnosed him and kept fucking with him by name on the podcast. So the lawsuit that Punk was talking about was the doctor, Chris, I want to say Atkins or something like that. He sued Punk and Cabana. Because he sued Punk for what he said, and he sued Cabana because it was on Cabana's show. So they were both named in this defamation suit. Punk knew, without a shadow of a doubt, that he had every leg to stand on on this. They can't sue him for telling truth. If you're going to do a def... Any lawyer will tell you this. The best defense in a defamation uh, case is truth. If you can prove... That this was misdiagnosed You're straight You can say whatever the fuck you want Because that's what it was And he ended up winning the case Because it's what happened The WWE fucked with CM Punk Mentally and physically And it wasn't just Punk That's the part of this that makes me even more furious Because people always lean on Punk They fuck everybody over Punk just ain't quiet about it That's it You can screw a thousand people, the one person that starts screaming about it is an asshole. Yeah, all of a sudden he's a crybaby now because he's the one with a staph infection who's going to fucking die. But because he bitches about it, he's a crybaby. This is is why I don't take fans seriously. You're a complainer. So Colt gets named in this defamation suit. Now CM Punk, to his credit, is a multi-millionaire. Colt Cabana, not so much. So the bills that he talked about in this interview was the legal fees for the lawyers for co to defend himself in this defamation suit. It was agreed upon by the two of them that Punk would pay the bill. Punk did pay the bill. End of his word. Then, but see, here's where the discrepancy is, because he paid the bill, but he didn't pay it timely. And that's where Colt got his panties in a wad. Right? Because the bills were coming in and Punk didn't get to them right away. Punk did pay them, but apparently didn't pay them at the speed in which Coke Cabana's broke ass would want them to be paid. And, the, and, and Punk's old words, yeah, he shares a chicken count with his mom. What a fucking loser, right? So... Punk finally, yeah, he shouted his whole shit out. This motherfucker shares a checking account with his mother. That's all you need to know about what kind of person we're dealing with here. So he paid the bills and then, but didn't pay them in the way, you know, in the speed or whatever. So Cult then goes on his own and says, you know what, don't worry about the bills, blah, blah, blah. And then sues Punk for the fucking money. So let's follow the bouncing ball here. Cabello was the one who wanted the fucking story. Then he got the story and didn't have the fucking funds or the balls, apparently, to defend himself from the consequences of having said story. Mm. And then when the person who did give him the story, who volunteered to pay the legal fees for the guy who wanted the story in the first place, didn't pay them in a timely manner, he sued the motherfucker. Tell me again where this person lands on the friend scale. So obviously fucked up. And even though it's a fucked up situation on both sides, I'm not alleviating Punk from any guilt on his side. If he agreed to pay the bills, he should have paid the fucking bills in a timely manner. It's a legal thing. You can ruin someone's credit like that. As if he needs any more help getting his shit ruined. (laughs) So I am not alleviating Punk from any fucking guilt or... No one's hands are clean in this. But one has a dirtier hand than the other is all I'm going to say. And even if it was the case, even if one was fucking the other, it's one fucking the other. It's two. Where the fuck is Adam Page in this equation? Nowhere. So now Punk comes to AEW, instantly becomes the biggest draw in the fucking company because it's him. And nobody else in this company has done anything close, close to what this man has accomplished in the industry. Nowhere near him. And Adam Page is the champion, who, by the way, is the lowest-drawing champion, and I know it's been a short amount of time, but he's, of the group of champions they've had so far, he's by far, not even close, the worst one they've ever had. To the point, to the point where Punk's coming in now to win the championship, and he dislikes this. So they go into the ring, to promote a main event match for double, was it double or Nothing. I can't even remember now what fucking pay-per-view it was. I think it was Double or Nothing. Where Punk and Paige are going to fight for the title. And they have a agreed upon segment planned. And Adam just goes into business for his fucking self. He starts talking about Punk's personal life. He's talking about his friendships. Right to his fucking face. And that's the only credit I'll give Paige. Is at least he had the balls to do it to his face. But I give Punk more credit because I'm sure in that moment, as a matter of fact, Punk said it when Paige was done talking. Punk goes, I don't even know what you're mad about. And then he kind of walked over that and just went into selling the pay-per-view. That's where I give Punk more credit because Paige, he could have ended your career right fucking then. But he said to himself, no, I'm a businessman. I'm smart. I'm going to get to the pay-per-view first. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to take your championship, and then I'm going to fucking destroy you. Luckily for Paige, as soon as Punk won the title, he hurt his foot. He was off TV. But you want to talk about a motherfucker holding a grudge? The first thing Punk did when he got back on TV was call this bitch out. It was literally message one. Oh, we're not letting that shit slide. I'm the champ now, bitch. Come on out. And he's not there. Oh, that's right. He gets time off because he's friends with the EVPs. That's cool. Now let me go back to this Moxley thing. And for the record, folks, Moxley and Punk aren't best friends either. So there was some live rounds thrown there. So I explain all this because I want it made clear. I do not take any criticisms that Punk has faced over the last few weeks seriously from anybody who doesn't own up to the fact that while Punk is an asshole... Punk didn't start this. He finished it. Which is a whole different bag of shit. Because Adam Page has been very quiet since Punk's promo. And he should be. Because he's out of his fucking depth. He's out of his league here. Uh, It's just, that's weird man shit to talk about. Or talk to or confront someone. About something that has something to do with another man. Yeah. That has to. Like he felt the need to step up there, for his if friend. If you ever see a dude doing that, you need to run away because that is so
1: red flag city.
0: Shit! He like felt the need to fight another man's problems when well, it wasn't even a problem anymore. It doesn't matter. That's so. Na- even if it was a problem, that it could have been the peak of the problem. That is so. Oh my! That is disgusting. That is the most. It's fucking like, sad is what it is. Nasty. It's like, fucking sad. I don't even know why you felt the need to involve yourself in some shit that doesn't like even fucking include situation you. Got... See, I'll tell you what though. That's I'll tell you the one thing that, that is some little kid shit. Because I think when when I was much younger, I used to, you know, me, I was definitely, I was, I was, I guess you could say the equivalent of like a, the CM Punk. I would always say I talked like that on the regular all the time. Yeah. And then, but the, that's why I can kind of understand where Punk comes from when he's like that, right? Because you're only the asshole. You're always and that, regardless of what he's doing. He's always going to be the asshole. But you, you're even more the asshole because you keep doing it because you're right. Like when you're right and you act like that, it's you're the asshole that no one can get rid of because you just, no one can take you down because the shit that you're saying is true. It's not like you're going to fade away because you're just making stuff up. You're Uh speaking truth. And as long as there's truth to speak and you're not afraid to speak it, yeah, you're always going to be that asshole. So I can kind of, I kind of understand that, but damn man. Like it's just, you can't fucking, the dude just obliterated them. You can't, fight other people's fight i used to be that guy and i used to say like you know how come that guy knows i'm right yeah why isn't he like saying something you mm-hmm. know what i mean like he i'm don't make me look like to be the crazy here like aren't i right you know those arguments where guys I have and they just look to the the one friend they have on the side that has nothing to do with it and be like yo am i right it's like whoa dude i got nothing to do with this you know what i mean it's just like to me, that that used to be like, yo, that's so annoying. But as you start to grow older, and you understand, like, bro, if you're going to stay on the hill, that's your hill. If I choose to jump on that hill with you, that's one thing or another. Mm -hmm. But that's your hill to die on, and no one else has to be on that hill with you. Now, if you're involved in that situation, you can jump on that hill with them if you want. But if you have nothing to do with the situation at all, regardless of what you may think was wrong or right, you have no right to speak on the issue. None. So the fact that he did that at all is just disgusting. <laughs> did disgusting. it? No, here's the, and here's the crazy part about it. He chose to do that and then was murdered for it on camera because Punk basically fucking ended him. And I personally believe that he's been so quiet because I don't think he's getting the support he thought he would. This is what happens when you've convinced yourself that you're going to be the flag bearer. You're going to be the head coach here of the team, and no one fucking voted for you. That's a Tony, he's, that's a Tony Khan you were You were talking earlier about how Dom's whole career is while he's just the son of what's-his-face, right? Adam Page's whole career is, I'm friends with Kenny Omega and the Bucks. That's it. Is he a great wrestler? Yes. Could he perform at a high level? Absolutely. But the only th- the only times that he's ever broken through is when he's wrestling those people. Every time he's asked to carry outside, it doesn't work out. And I'm not so saying... But why did he, he drop the EVP bomb so much? What, so... What, what is his beef with them? His beef is what everybody's fucking beef is. And that's... The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And again... Or something about symmetry and consistency, okay? For everyone who has ever questioned about what I know about this business, please go back. If I have to find it for you, I will. Of when they made the announcement about AEW, how this was going to work, how this was constructed. Four EVPs, Cody Rhodes, Omega, and the Bucks, and then Tony Khan. And I said, first and foremost, that is way too many chefs in the kitchen. And that's not going to work. Because that's four EVPs and that's one guy who's the head of everything. And there's a lot of creative ideas in there and it's not going to work. And it didn't. Cody was the first to go. Which sucks, as I think of the group. Cody is the one who knew the most. So that left the other ones unchecked and unrained. And now you have what you have here. The Bucks and Omega got the position of power through their friendship with Tony at the initial gate because Kenny and the young Bucks, I promise you, and if I'm overstepping, I really don't give a fuck, but I know wrestling and I know wrestlers and I know how wrestlers act when they get into a position of power. People in general, I don't even want to... That's fine if you want to broaden that. that's fine. But I'm keeping it specific to this because this is what we're talking about. I've seen what happens to wrestlers who know they're not on top. And then all of a sudden get a position of power. And it changes everything. Kenny Omega was over in New Japan. He wrestled that style great, but you know what helped Kenny? He had Gato who was the head booker over in New Japan and knew how to use Kenny and knew when to use Kenny and knew how to market Kenny and knew how to advertise Kenny. And he was perfect for that system. When left alone to his own devices with no mentor, with no one to guide him into doing whatever it is that they need him to do. If he's just a rudderless ship, he doesn't know what to do. So he just does what he feels he's comfortable with and what feels right. And that might not, not, that might not necessarily be what's best for business. I'll give Kenny a break because at one point in time, he was considered one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he is a hell of a talent. The Bucks. And I've worked with the Bucks. I got photos online with the Bucks. I got videos of me working with the Bucks online. I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just being honest about my assessment, not just knowing how they work behind the scenes, but how they work on the camera. They've always been an amazing attraction. They have never, there's never been a single year where they were the best tag team in the world ever. I can't think of a year once where that was a true fucking statement. In Ring of Honor, they were a top tag team, but that's because they were working with some of the best tag teams there, the Briscoes, uh, you know, you could go on and on about the teams they faced. And they've had good matches with a lot of them. In Japan, they had a few good matches here and there, but they weren't used as a top team because New Japan didn't see them as a top-fucking tag team to the point where they felt disrespected. And when they went to AEW, the first thing they did was shoot shit on New Japan, which they had to eat that shit back up when Tony wanted to make an agreement with them to do joint shows and to share talent, the young bucks had to eat that shit that they tossed at them back because Tony wanted to have that relationship. But they were never used as a top team in Japan. As a matter of fact, there were people in Japan that said, you know, they were if they were here, great. If they weren't, no one gave a fuck. They've never been a tag team, top tag team. Any fucking where. They were a good to great tag team that could do amazing shit and they were an attraction attraction. They The shit that they did was great, but they do the same shit in every match. That's why I refer to them as an attraction. It's like the juggler who can do the same trick over and over and over. You put them on the card in the correct placement, you're going to get a great match out of them. The crowd's going to love it. They, they should be booked on every card in the world. You could put the Young Bucks in WWE and make some money with them, but they've never been the top tag team. The problem with these three individuals is that they're convinced they've been the best for years they've been on top in their heads and that's how they sell it to tony and for a long while it worked because tony just didn't know any better but the minute he got danielson and punk and ftr and these people who are coming in from a real company with real metrics that you can gauge how successful they've been who know the business who've been trained by the best who who who've main-evented WrestleManias and World Tours, and they come into the company and they tell Tony, the Young Bucks aren't fucking shit. They're nothing. CM Punk just told the world in that interview that Adam Hangman Adam Page, who is the guy that they've been pushing for the entire three years of AEW, yep. and made him a mm-hmm. world fucking champion. CM Punk went in front of that crowd, I mean that media, sitting right next to Tony Khan, who's the guy who's been pushing Page, and referred to Hangman Adam Page as an empty-headed fuck who's never done shit in this business and refuses to learn how to get any better. If that's not an instant burial of Hangman Adam Page, I don't know what the fuck is. All these fans who like to use the word, oh, they buried him, and that's not how you bury someone. This is how you bury someone. He just single-handedly ended the career of Hangman Adam Page. People were already on the fence about how good he was before this. He is done now. Finished. Kaput. Tony Khan could never... Tony Khan put this guy in a six-man tag on this pay-per-view and beat him. The fucking Bucks and Omega won. There's no coming back. That motherfucker will never be a main event player anywhere, anywhere. Even if he left here and WWE had interest, they still won't because not only is he, yes, he's talented and not only is he a shitster, now we're finding out, but he does not have the mentality to be a top guy. He's surrounded by Hall of Fame talent. He's not going to ask any questions. Not only that, but he's going to go the opposite and go, you know, they did what they did during their time. I'm doing what I'm doing during my time. We're the revolution. That's what he said. We're the ones who are starting a revolution here. We're the ones who are changing pro wrestling right now. That's what he thinks. That's what these people think. These people think they're changing the game. This pay-per-view went on with 15 (laughs) matches. The night before... A WWE pay-per-view put on six and killed it. But they're changing the game. They're fucking delusional yep, the about, about how they feel their position is and what they're doing. If you eliminate Kenny Omega as an EVP, this company stays the same. If you eliminate the Bucks from... EVP position. This company stays the same. If you remove Tony Khan from his position, this company doesn't exist. They're not there because of the Bucks and Omega and Cody. They're not successful because of the Bucks and Omega and Cody. For it, but it didn't go that way. If they would have had from the start, let's say if, let's say from the beginning, okay? Instead of four EVPs, if Tony Khan would have started this company and had one I don't, And people are going to hear this and go, oh, I know which one you're thinking about. No, I'm not pitching him either. I'm saying, one, any fucking one that has any experience in this business and knows anything about this business, in his ear, letting him know, here's what we can do and here's what we can't do, the right way, through business, get all the athletes you want. I wouldn't even tell him to change the roster. Just This is how we should book them. This is how we should market them. This is who should be marketed. Okay? I love Sonny Kiss to death. I love Sonny Kiss. Good person. Great person. Has done nothing for this company and is one of the first hires they ever had. Still on this roster. i never see him on TV. Ever. Joey Janella was one of the first ones they had. Got rid of that fast. The... the In the Mm. beginning, I gave Tony the benefit of the doubt because he didn't know. We're three years in, and I think he's starting to get the idea now. Because while Punk was the one shitting on the EVPs, and Tony may have been trying to interject and smooth things over, he didn't come to their defense either. It wasn't like he... Because he's been dealing with it, too. He's way longer than Punk has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way so longer Punk than Punk has. He's been tongue dealing with this whole time. I think the reason why and, and when... that's not fair, and that's not fair that I just said that Punk's not gonna bite his tongue because, like you said, he didn't say anything. He's been chilling. Tony, sure you're referring funny. to no, Punk. Oh yeah, I said Punk's not gonna sit there and put up with their shit. But I said, but I corrected myself is that that's not fair because even you said he didn't. Pro- he was provoked here. Yeah, and didn't mention anything until tonight, or last night. <clears throat> yeah, he, he he didn't, he's not, this is not him going on some kind of, like, renegade spout. He was, someone was talking shit, and he corrected it. Yep. He checked everybody involved, because it wasn't just Adam Page talking shit, it was the EVPs as well. Because, again, everybody wants to defend their friends. Oh, he's my friend. Everybody wants to defend their friends. Nobody wants to defend the victim in this. Who, by the way, the victim in this isn't just Punk. The victim in this is also Colt Cabana. Did Colt Cabana tell Adam Page to go into that ring and cut that promo? Or did Adam Page decide on his own, unbeknownst to Colt, that I'm just going to bring this nigga's name up on my promo for no No, reason to prove a point? No, but here's some man shit right here. I don't think Colt Cabana has a problem with because I'm the type I'm the type of guy. Me, I'm the type of guy that my my friends or whatever you might want to call them, the people around me know what to not speak on my shit or not. You know what I mean? Like you got to be a certain level of comfortable or a certain level of respect that you don't have for the other person to talk about their business. So either He doesn't respect him, which I don't think that's the case. Or the one dude is a snake and doesn't care that it brings it up because it brings attention to him, so it doesn't matter. I don't think the guy would have a problem with him saying it, and I think that's a part of the friendship. Like, there are people in your life that know not to speak on your shit. You may not even – you may – you might go to stuff further. Say you don't have people in your life that know too much about your shit, aside from obviously your immediate family. But knowing you, that if there was someone around that you spoke to, I would know that they would know not to speak on your shit because of the way that you carry yourself. Yep, you understand know what I mean? Oh I get it now. Yep. So, so what I'm saying is, like, to answer your question, I don't think he had a problem. With it. If anything, with you know that guy that just hopes something happens. Yeah. I think it it be more like that situation than anything else. And it was so funny because <laughs> when CM Punk debuted and they got and he signed, a lot of the chatter uh online was because Cult was still a part of the company at that time. So here comes CM Punk, here comes Cult Cabana. What's the deal with that? And it was never addressed. And my thing about it is is if you've got an issue, Cult was there first. I'm thinking to myself, if Colt's got a problem, surely he'll speak on it. Never did. But now we're learning more and more about the situation, and it turns out, based on the personality I've seen exposed here, I don't think he has it in him to say anything. Man, what you know was, the, what was he? What was he gonna the, say? Please don't you know hire the, this million-dollar athlete. You know the two type of people that stay quiet, scared. Which I don't think anybody in this business is scared. I don't think scared is a way I would describe any of those people off the bat without knowing them. I would like to say majority of these people are very brave. They have to be in the industry that they are or someone who is dead fucking wrong. Those are the two people that keep their mouth shut.
1: But if he feels right, but if he felt
0: right, but if he felt by that time, because, you know, years had passed. And if he felt at that time when Punk came in that, you know what, I'm gonna leave it alone because I was the wrong one in that. Then that tells me that maybe he would have a problem if Paige said something. Because, why are you bringing well, this old shit back mindset. up? I don't think his mindset was, I'm going to leave it alone because I was wrong. I'm going to leave it alone because I don't want to deal with it. I don't. Th- I don't th- well, if you don't want to deal with it, then you're upset that Paige brought <laughs> Bro, it up, no? Let me tell you something. I'm talking, uh, and I will preference this with saying I'm speaking completely out of my ass. I don't know Colt Cabana or anything about this situation. Uh huh. But I'm very good at reading people and the way people move and the way people operate, body language and the things, the action. I I would like to deem myself as someone who is extremely good at taking the actions of a person and applying it to what type of personality that they they have. And just hearing the little snippet, and I could be a thousand percent wrong, just hearing what I'm hearing right now is that if Punk was coming and all that stuff that he has going on that Punk knew that no one else knew until today, Mm -hmm. he's not being quiet because I don't want to like it is what it is it it's not it's it's avoiding it he's not leaving it alone he's avoiding it and you don't want to confront that especially when you're dead wrong your shit is the if you're really living if you're that old and you still share bank accounts with the whatever the case may be like that type <laughs> of shit like that's that's an that's just you you're not trying to confront the the complete opposite of that person which would be a personality of a CM Punk. You'll leech off of that person if they're kind-hearted and they and you, you're able to take advantage of them. That's fine. But once he starts getting to his I'm going to attack you now bag, that person backs off and goes into hiding. That's the type of... They're not confronters. They're, they're going to take from you and then they're going to disappear. And the problem was is that... Someone opened their mouth that had nothing to do with it, or at least from our understanding has nothing to do with it. Because he could, but maybe Punk just didn't speak on it. So, but as far as our understanding is, he has nothing to do with this, and he opened his mouth. Okay, why is your guy talking to me? Now I'm coming for you. Yeah. Like, I left it alone. You left it alone. I'm and on his side, just... you on that side. Yeah, and he didn't just your do that shit towards... Barking. I'm punching you in the face. Yeah, he didn't just spew that shit towards Paige either. I love the line of, you got a few EVPs around here who couldn't manage a target. I was like, oh, my Girl, God. His, Tony Khan's face, when he said that, I thought was fucking amazing. And I, and, I, and I don't think it was just a matter of, damn, I can't believe he said that. That was crazy. I The look on his face, me personally, when I looked at him, saw embarrassment on tony khan's part like he can't believe like you said he's 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 around billions of dollars he can't believe he allowed the perception that perception around him to influence his product like that's what i got from that face yeah because he didn't know they convinced him how great they were and then he got around actual greatness and they told him no no, they're not that great. They're not on that level. They've convinced you that they are, but they aren't. Right. That's not what their position is. And I'm not. Say, I'm not trying to talk about the Bucks and Omega like they're garbage, nothing, nobodies. They're top talent, but not to the level in which they've explained to this guy. They, this guy, <laughs> Tony, was taken advantage of. It's what it was. And the longer he's in this business, the more he realizes. Holy fuck. You know, I spent a lot of money on some shit I probably shouldn't have spent the fucking and money. And that's on. why in that moment when you get shut down if there was a person and I understand where you're coming from, it's about a power thing. I can I believe that there is a world where I can get bitched by him, but not by you. And I believe, and, and I know obviously you don't want to get bitched at all. But in this situation, especially based on everything you literally just said, sometimes you need a wake-up call hopefully this could be the one and hopefully unfortunately with a guy like punk hopefully he doesn't continue to disrespect him hopefully this was a one-time thing but sometimes when you feed the cat it just keeps coming back so i i i don't know hopefully it works out well hopefully this was a eye-opening experience for tony and he's still learning he's, he's been showing his learning uh but They got a long ways to go. I can't do 15 matches, man. And I'm not going to do them here. Just really really quickly, uh, when when, uh, Punk was through with his spiel or whatever and he got to the EVB part, um, Tony then kind of goes into the microphone and he goes, well, just to clarify, and that's when Punk grabbed his mic, like covered it, Mm -hmm. and he actually said the sentence, he doesn't need to clarify shit. You yeah, know, but I didn't take this that is, as disrespect. This is, I that's took that as him right? protecting Tony. No, no, because he knows because he's seen these scrums before. Once Tony gets going, because I don't know if you remember, but the last scrum that they had, the last media thing they did when Punk was sitting, Punk didn't say a whole lot. Tony just talked. He blew Punk, then he blew Paige, and he blew this, and he he just talks verbal diarrhea and punk was in such a mood he was just like he wasn't for that he just like because he knows that whatever when tony said the phrase let me clarify punk knew a spin was coming (laughs) he he felt that bullshit coming a mile away and he stopped it immediately no you don't need to clarify anything i'm saying what i'm saying period what i'm saying is clear enough Okay, I've shit on Cabana, I've shit on Hangman, and I've shit on your EVPs in the span of four fucking minutes. That's clear enough. You don't need to clarify shit. It also came off as disrespect, as in like you're now punk. Now Tony's gonna speak for Punk. Let me clarify. Let me, as in to make my point clearer. No, I said exactly what I said. I don't need you to come in here and soften the blow. It is what it is. Now, there's, all, there's a lot of talk that Omega and the Bucks were supposed to be a part of that media thing to celebrate the trio's win and, and decided not to do the media thing after Punk's comments. So, thus proving the point that they are gigantic babies and don't like their feelings being stepped on at all whatsoever. Okay, cool. Again, they poked the bear and said what they had to say. And, and when it was time for the comeback... Nobody had shit to say, right? Really, did you see any of this pay-per-view? Because we had I some... Not, I, I did not try, I did not get a chance to watch Yeah, because we've, we were having some signal issues. I was having it too as well. Throughout the course of the evening last night, I got a chance to check out a lot of it, okay? So really quickly, for the pre-show, they had four matches. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti, Ty Conti, Against Ortiz and Ruby Soho for the AAA World Mixed Tag Team Champions, Sammy and Tay retained. You know, I love Ortiz to death. He's like a he's like he's a good friend. I no one cared. Hook and Angelo Parker for the UPTW Championship. Action Bronson was a good touch to that. I like that the rapper came in threw some people around. Good match, solid. It was it was what it was. Uh, three minutes and fifty five seconds of whatever. Pac and Kip Sabian, good, solid match. AEW all Lenny Championship match. Actually, probably Kip's best match so far. Uh, Solid match. Good. And Kip's got a good look going there. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. Kingston and Ishii were the main event for the pre-show. How can I say this by being nice? This was good for Kingston. I don't care much for Ishii. Uh, Another New Japan guy that I just, I don't know, I can't get into. They do a lot of slaps. They slap each other in the face a lot. I guess that's tough guy shit. Whatever. I like this for Eddie because this is what Eddie should be. Eddie's not a wrestler. He's a fighter. He's a brawler. He's a street fighter. He's a gutter thug. He's just he's mean. He's a bad. He's bad business. He's a bad dude. He, he's gonna fuck you up type shit. Like this. This is this is his element. So this was good for him, and he went over. So this was perfect. This might be the one match. It's a shame it was on the pre-show. This might be the one match that really got him over to the style that he should be getting over with. Uh the opening match was the Casino Ladder match, so I instantly tuned out. The 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 first match of this card was the Casino Ladder match, so I instantly lost interest. I cannot do this anymore. I am completely tapped out. I am officially announcing on this show, I will I will I will fast forward through every multi-man ladder match ever again until I don't know how long until I'm back to being curious about it. I'm done, I'm fried. This includes money in the bank. I don't care. I don't care. It's the same remixed bullshit every time. I gave this about four minutes. Claudio did some fucking spot with Andrade where he took a... The ladder was upright, and then they stuck a ladder in one of the rungs, and they tipped it over, and and it bent, and it bent, and it bent, and it... all it really did was just end up with Andrade falling down. I don't know. The the creativity here is like, what the fuck was this? I don't know. And as soon as I found out it was a ladder match with the Lucha Bros, I really tuned it out. And then they gave us this bullshit ending with some guy in a mask. He was the Joker, and he won the casino battle Royal. He didn't take a single bump, didn't do nothing. Stokely, who's a manager him and his a bunch of goons came out and uh they revealed themselves to be Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, Colton Gunn, Austin Gunn and Morrissey. I don't know how that stable got put together, but Stokely Hathaway grabbed the actual token or a coin or whatever and handed it to the Joker who then pretended to like he was going to reveal himself and then ended up not we'll, we'll find out later who that Joker was. Didn't care then, didn't care at the end, but we'll get to it. Uh, the Elite, Kenny and the Young Bucks, like I said earlier, did win the t- the trio's titles from Dark Order. Adam Page and the Beaver Boys. Um, what do I say about this match? Besides, it was an Elite match. That's it. It's, it's, it's copy and paste from the last time. Jade Cardgill, who dressed as She-Hulk, down to the paint and throwback outfit. Uh, took on Athena. I'm not a fan of Athena's work. I'm even less of a fan of Jade's work. I like Jade's look. She's an athlete, and she's a hell of a talker. Uh, not much for the wrestling. And they, and as, as soon as this match started, I looked at Steph. I was like, I don't like either one of these two. I probably shouldn't watch this. I'll probably skip. And then within the first two minutes, Athena goes on the offense. She's putting it to her. I'm like, wait, is this going to be a squash? Is she going to beat her for the TBS title? immediately, and hmm. and Athena goes to the top rope. You remember that Eclipse move where Athena goes to the top rope and she's like a, like a top rope spinning stunner thing? Mm-hmm. She goes to the top rope and she fucking goes for it and she nails it. We're two minutes in. And she fucking nails it. Boom! She hits Jade with the big stunner and she takes a big bump and she pins her and the referee goes one, two, and it's like a long two. Jade kicks and then the two people that Jade came out with, which was, I believe was, uh, I know one of them's Kira Hogan. I don't know who the other one is. It's listed here. Layla gray. I don't know who that is. It was one, two, a long two. Jade kicks. And then the girls pull her out. Pull Athena. I should say They pull Athena off of Jade to the outside. And Athena's face is fucking livid. And I would be livid too because they just killed her finish. They just buried it because they mistimed pulling the person off and breaking the count. Jade had no choice but to kick out because the girls were late. So she kicked out of the finish two minutes in. Thanks for coming. Bye, Eclipse. All done. And this match was a total of four minutes and 20 seconds. Garbage. Moving on. This match I was extremely excited for. And I thought it was really good. Wardlow and FTR, Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. You cannot miss with this level of talent. 16 minutes, not bad. Good stuff. Strong. I liked it. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Five minutes. It was a match. What can I tell you? <laughs> that's it. Swerve in Our Glory. This was good. Uh, Swerve in Our Glory. That's Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland against the Acclaimed. This was the best Acclaimed match I've ever seen. This was really good. I would go so far as to say this might be one of my favorite matches of the whole night. This was really good. Um, I'm going to send you the show after. Maybe sometime down the line you'll get some free time to check it out. But this was really good. Uh, The Fatal 4-Way for an interim AEW Women's Championship match. I don't give a shit about the match. I'm going to tell you the problem I have right there with the word interim. I'm done. I'm done with interim. It doesn't make sense to keep doing this. It's just dumb. Tony Storm wins the match. And no one reacts. And she has to react. It has to be a natural reaction for her. Because she just they, they're handing her a belt. She won a belt. But that belt means nothing. It's interim. She has to now fight Thunder Rosa. And she's not going to beat Thunder Rosa. So this was all pointless and for nothing. And the fans know it's pointless and for nothing. It means nothing. Just like when Moxley won the title beating Tanahashi. It doesn't mean anything. Because now he's got to get through Punk. Punk's the champion. Now, in this situation, Tony's not the champion. Thunder Rosa is. It doesn't mean anything to people know that, so it takes away from the fucking match. Good storytelling within this match with Jamie Hayter and Baker, and, uh, you know, she'd have tried, and and, and that was it. It, it, There's nothing you can take from that. Tony Storm has a moment, but doesn't really count as a moment. It's so weird. Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. I was looking forward to a good match here. Didn't happen. No match happened. Uh, Luchasaurus, uh, all right, let's see if I could, let's see if I could make sense of this. Let's see if I can wrap my brain around this. So Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy were a tag team. They were the tag team champions and Christian Cage was kind of like a mentor manager. They lost the tag titles and Christian turned on Jungle Boy, leaving Luchasaurus somewhere kind of in the middle. And then Luchasaurus stuck up for Jungle Boy against Christian Cage only to find out that Luchasaurus kind of agreed with Christian and then sided with Christian. So Jungle Boy was gone for a few weeks. Luchasaurus was now being managed by Christian Cage. Now, notice I've been calling him Luchasaurus and not Basutosaurus. Mm. Now, Basutosaurus was an idiot in a Party City mask doing bat whips and big boots. The black leather clad dinosaur guy who was with Christian Cage was an actual beast, an actual monster, and someone you could draw some money with. And I was all about it. I loved it. Loved the new gimmick. He stopped doing backflips and dives, started doing real man shit, and it was looking good. Jungle Boy comes back, attacks Christian Cage, and Luchasaurus does not defend Christian Cage. He joins back with Jungle Boy. With the excuse being, well, he only sided with Christian Cage just because he want, Jungle Boy wanted Christian Cage in perfect condition for when he comes back so that he could fight Christian Cage. They're still friends. It was all a ruse. So now Christian, who was the de facto heel, now becomes somewhat babyface because he's getting jumped by these two morons. And then we build and we build and they do an angle with Christian's arm because apparently somewhere along the line, Christian legitimately hurt his arm. And they did an angle so he could walk around with a brace. And now we get to the pay-per-view hmm. where Christian is supposed to face Jungle Boy. But the last time we saw Christian, he's in a brace. So Christian does his entrance, which is hilarious because he used to have a shirt that says Outwork Everyone. I bought it. It's in my closet. Outwork Everyone. But now he's a heel, and all it says now is Worked Everyone. (laughs) Ha ha. (laughs) Dope. So he gets to the ring. No sling. Looks good. Here comes Jungle Boy for his entrance. And then he stops his entrance, looks at the entrance way, starts doing a wave like someone's supposed to come. And then out from behind him is Luchasaurus, and he attacks Jungle Boy. And Choke slams Jungle Boy on some steel grater. Drags him all the way to the ring. ring uh, Christian hits two kill switches on him and beats him. 20 seconds. When asked afterwards, why was his match so short? Turns out Christian is still injured. But they didn't want to call off the match, so this is what they got. And Luchasaurus is now with Christian Cage again for a second time. That's the story. Moving on. Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson. I told my wife. I said, this is either going to be really good or really bad. It went really bad. Um, Chris Jericho. I have all the respect in the world for Chris Jericho. I love this man to death. I do. Some of the best memories I have of wrestling contain Chris Jericho. Pack it up. I'm sorry. Pack it up. You can still be an influential figure on this show. And I don't even mind the occasional match. This working every week and on every pay-per-view, no good, no good. And doing Lionheart even worse, really exposed here. Keep doing the wizard thing, magic is your magic is your bag, baby. Doing the whole Lionheart deal and the whole no no good, no good here. Danielson is an amazing performer, he ain't a magician. This this was what it was, and my wife was doing a pick up pants count. Every time he'd take a bump, he'd pull his pants up. She was up four times, up five times, up six times. It was getting up there. I don't think the gear fit. That's what I'm saying to you. If he's still wearing the ones from Mexico and hasn't, has it, hasn't had it altered yet, he needs to trim that top. Because uh, he's not the same waistline he was back when he was El Corazon de Leon. You know what I'm saying? It was a, It's a different time. They gave this match 23 minutes, I'm sure out of respect. But out of respect from the audience, that should have been half. Um, Six man tag House of Black Darby Allen Sting and Miro It's a House of Black Match Moving on CM Punk and Moxley For the world title This match Was a hell of a lot Better than the stuff that They've been doing Got some color On both sides Good strong matchup Between the two No indication at all Of any heat I didn't see too many Potatoes in there But they got it in Nice and tight And that's your Pay-per-view Punk walks away A two-time champion now and then we head to the media scrum, which we already discussed. But I will end this episode on one last note. Before All Out happened, Chris Jericho made a sp- uh, had an interview with uh, Inside the Ropes, Sports Sportscadia. This was a direct quote from Chris Jericho. We don't care about WWE. We care about building our fan base and building our ratings. We will continue to exist because I'll tell you this. My boss has a lot more money than his boss does. He's His being Triple H. And he's saying that the, Tony Khan has more money than uh, Vince McMahon. This was, this was what was said before the pay-per-view. Now, their pay-per-view was on Sunday. WWE had their pay-per-view on Saturday and had an NXT pay-per-view Sunday before the AEW pay-per-view. Here's Tony Khan's comments at the post-media scrum after the pay-per-view. We were the first pro wrestling show on Labor Day weekend last year, and we were the third this year. I don't think that's a coincidence. When the fight is brought, I I have unique ways of fighting. A lot of money to bring to that fight. This is not a game to me. This is life. I don't think it's a joke. I take it very seriously. When I compared myself to Jim Crockett Promotions this weekend, I got a taste of the same medicine Jim Crockett Promotions took. But I have a lot of money, a lot of fucking money, and I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. So we're clear. When it was AEW that honed in on the venues, when it was AEW that started operating a pay-per-view schedule, When it was AEW that had Dynamites and Rampaged pre-scheduled to go against Raws and Smackdowns, and he would actually start the shows one full half hour beforehand, that was cool. When we were doing Dynamite versus NXT, and they were jumping on time schedules to go against NXT, that was cool. When AEW had talent going on television and telling the world... That AEW was kicking NXT's ass in the ratings, that was cool. When he f- pseudo-won a Thursday or Friday Night War between Rampage and SmackDown, that was okay. WWE puts on one pay-per-view before his, and he blows a fucking, fucking chicken in front of the fucking media. I got a lot of fucking money. Shit ton of money. I have a shit ton of money. I'm not going to take this shit from you. <laughs> and this is why I say he should speak less. Right. Well, Because he comes across down. like so a that's clown. What, that's, that's where we're at. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm ending this at, folks. This is your king. This is who you're rooting for. I'm rooting for him, too, to be honest with you. I want <sighs> AEW to be good so WWE can in, continue to be better. I want both programs right. to be good. But it doesn't sound to me like this guy is going to learn any lessons from any of this. This whole weekend has done nothing but just fuel his mentality that that this is a war. And it's one-sided. They think it's a war. That's how they're taking this. We're battling against the WWE. But their fan base continues to blow up my social media and say, me, well, what does it matter between the two? They could just do both through their own things. Tell that to Tony. Don't tell it to me. I don't run either company. I have no stake in this. Go tell Tony that. Because Tony's living his life rent-free in the minds of other people. Or should I say reverse that? People are living rent-free in his fucking mind. There you go. Because the the whole idea that AEW could be successful on his, own, on his own and shouldn't need to be concerned with WWE. Okay, well, tell the guy who's signing the checks that. Because that's not what this quote says. Not only is he not happy with them running on the same weekend, he's actively threatening, I'm I'm going to do something about this. I don't know what the hell he plans on doing. But he's got plans, apparently. So... Yeah, I'll end on that goddamn note. How about that? There you go. Well, this is one of the biggest episodes we've done right here. Look at this. We're approaching a time limit draw here. We're about to, hit, we're about to run a Broadway here.
1: It's uh.
0: exploding over there. I got to get over there. Yep. yep, 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 yep. All right, so thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing And of course. Thank you guys for enjoying. We're on the march to October 11th where the great run of this podcast will Coming to an end. I'm looking forward to all the new things that are be going to be coming up. But we've got a few Again. episodes before that happens. So see you guys next week. I'm gonna go finally enjoy a, a meal of some kind. There you go. That's what I'm thinking. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you look mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to surprise boys t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, to house phone cases. Go to H-A-O-U-N dot com. This is my daddy's 200 episode. This show keeps him busy. And he's not playing with me. So stop listening. Well, but he's actually playing me so I won't play.